Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. Alright, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you remember what happened on Friday? Uh, yeah, Josiah was, uh, really good. He and was so good. He was so good, yeah. And then, and then he found the book of Moses. And he was like, oh, shit! And then God was like, I'll, you've been good, so no, I'll... No, no, first he was like, I'm gonna smite the right, right, fuck right, right. out of you fuckers. Right, but then Josiah was like, don't... Don't do that, No, man. no, what? Josiah wasn't like that. Oh. God was just like, well, I guess since you have been good. Right, well, that's what I'm going to say. He's going to punish his kids. Yeah. 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 But it wasn't because Josiah humbled himself. 
It was God in the same breath was like, fuck you fuckers. And then he was like, well, no, hold on. Maybe not right now. Yeah. Yeah. Just your kids later. You know, those guys that doesn't do anything yet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to punish them. Yeah. Instead. Right. (laughs) Your future progeny are really in for it. Right. Like, basically, if they'd never found the book, it never would have reminded God that there was smiting to I mean, that's what it seems like, right? That's stupid. Well, have you heard the story of um, these missionaries go to this other country and um, they're spreading the word of God. And this one missionary says, you know, what would have happened if you had never come? And they would have said, well, you, they, the missionary said, well, you, you know, were innocent. You didn't know better. So you wouldn't go to hell or anything. And so then the missionary says, then why the fuck did you tell me? <laughs> right. <laughs> Not the missionary, the person the, being a missionary yeah, the, too. Yeah. The, the native to whatever right. country. Yeah. yeah. Was like, then why the fuck did you tell me? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's that my checks. question. Right. That checks. Yep. All right. So that was Second uh, Chronicles chapter 34. Sure as fuck was. And today we'll be reading. Second Chronicles chapter 35. About oh. to finish this book up tomorrow. That's right. All right. Let's get into this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, Second Chronicles chapter 35. Okay. More about Josiah. More about Josiah, the good guy. The good guy. Yeah. Josiah celebrated the Passover to the Lord in Jerusalem, and the Passover lamb was slaughtered on the 14th day of the first month, so about mid-April. Sure, yeah. Okay. He appointed the priests to their duties and encouraged, you said duties, and encouraged them in the service of the Lord's temple. He said to the Levites, who instructed all Israel and who had been consecrated to the Lord, put the sacred ark in the temple that Solomon, son of King David of Israel, built. It wasn't in there already? I guess not. Where the fuck was it? Ethiopia. I don't fucking know. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We thought it went to Ethiopia, but here they are after that mm-hmm. saying that it's going to be put back in there. So yeah. that kind of negates that whole idea. Yeah. I don't know. I but don't know But then the Ethiopia was. still claims that they have it. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe they're just lying now. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we don't have it, but let's, let's pretend like we do. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It is not to be carried about on your shoulders. Now serve the Lord your God and his people Israel. Prepare yourselves by families in your divisions, according to the instructions written by David, king of Israel, and by his son Solomon. Okay. Stand in the holy place with a group of Levites for each subdivision of the families of your fellow Israelites, the lay people. Slaughter the Passover lambs, consecrate yourselves, and prepare the lambs for your fellow Israelites. 
doing what the Lord commanded through Moses, end quote. Basically, prepare your Easter dinner. Yeah. Or Passover Do dinner. Do Easter. Whatever. It's not Easter, but, you know, Passover dinner. Might whatever. as well be. Yeah. Josiah provided for all the lay people who were there a total of 30,000 lambs and goats for the Passover offerings, and also 3,000 cattle, all from the king's own possessions. Mm. Wow, that was that was nice of him. That was nice of him to give up three thousand of his own. Yeah, whatever. Cattle, cattle. I couldn't be bothered to remember <laughs> like five words ago. Right. His officials also contributed voluntarily to the people and the priests and Levites. Hilkiah, Zechariah, and Jehiel, the officials in charge of God's temple, gave the priests twenty six hundred Passover offerings and three hundred cattle. Wow, that's a lot of gifts. Yeah. Also, Konaniah, along with Shemaiah and Nathanael, his brothers, and Hashabiah, Jeel, and Josabad. Yeah, the, those guys. The leaders of the Levites. Yeah. The leaders you of know. the clan. <laughs> uh, provided 5,000 Passover offerings and 500 head of cattle for the Levites. What is, what is a Passover offering, though? I don't know. Is that like a shekel? I don't know. Okay. It's just one of those offerings that they do. Okay. You know, yeah, it might be incense for all we know. Right. Could be. The service was arranged and the priests stood in their places with the Levites in their divisions as the king had ordered. The Passover lambs were slaughtered and the priests splashed against the altar. The blood handed to them. Love it. Yeah. While the Levites skin the animals. Yes. Yeah. Skin it. Get that blood splashy. Right. They set aside the burnt offerings to give them to the subdivisions of the families of the people to offer to the Lord, as it is written in the book of Moses. They, yeah, because they just found that thing. Yeah. They're like, hey, oh, we got to do it this way. We got to do it this way now. it says in that book, we got to do it this way. Yeah, that's what Moses so, said. That's why they're bringing up the splashing of the blood again mm -hmm. and all that. They're yeah. like, that's, that's in that we book. We haven't been doing we, that blood splashy. We need to do it this way. Yeah, we got to do splashy, splashy. Right. Yeah. Could you imagine a rubber ducky in a pool of blood? <laughs> Why did, where did that image come from? Because I'm thinking of them splashy, splashy, and then I was like, rubber splash, ducky. Splash, making taking a bath. Yeah. Yeah. You're the one. You make bath time so much fun. Right. I got it. Rubber ducky, I'm awfully fond of you. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, splish, splash. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was just funny. I was just picturing yeah. rubber ducky in a pool of blood. I got it. Okay. And now everyone is disturbed, so. <laughs> well... I can't be alone in this. <laughs> they did the same with the cattle. They roasted the Passover animals over the fire as prescribed and boiled the holy offerings in pots, cauldrons, and pans and served them quickly to all the people. Quickly. Quickly. Oh, hurry. Got to get it while it's hot. Yeah, right. After this, they made preparations for themselves and for the priests because the priests, the descendants of Aaron, were sacrificing the burnt offerings and the fat portions until nightfall. Mm. Fat. So the Levites made preparations for themselves and for the Aaronic priests, Got it. as opposed to the ironic priests. <laughs> the musicians, they better get to eat good, excluding the saxophone players. Right. The descendants of Asaph were in the places prescribed by David, Asaph, Heman, and Jeduthun, the king's seer. The gatekeepers at each gate did not need to leave their post because their fellow Levites made the preparations for them. They brought them some hot plates. Aw. That was nice of them. That was so nice. Like, legit. I'm, I'm like, touched. They brought them 
you know, like, could you imagine? Oh, the way your mom gets those those bowls with all the places. Um, oh, what are those called? Like the to go bowls. Uh, Tupperware. No, like, like you would get at a restaurant where it, the um, to go bowls have like places, different spots to put different items oh, of food. Like the, the little food tray. Yeah. Containers, yeah. They brought them those. Yeah. That's cute. Right. So at that time, the entire service of the Lord was carried out for the celebration of the Passover and the offering of burnt offerings on the altar of the Lord as King Josiah had ordered. Okay. The Israelites who were present celebrated the Passover at that time and observed the Festival of Unleavened Bread. Oh, right. I love the Festival of Unleavened Bread. Days. Yeah. Seven days. Yeah, good stuff. The Passover had not been observed like this in Israel since the days of the prophet Samuel. It's because they found the book. I know. It's so book. exciting. The book told them, hey, you fuckers. You got the been book. Been doing it wrong. Baby, baby. It's, you can't. You can't. Because God just, he allowed this to happen for years because, you know, he. why would he tell them they're doing it wrong? Yeah. That's, that's in the book. That's communication. You got to find the book, you idiots. Men aren't great at communicating. Ah. <sighs> And none of the kings of Israel had ever celebrated such a Passover as did Josiah with the priests, the Levites, and all Judah and Israel who were there with the people of Jerusalem. Mm. This Passover was celebrated in the 18th year of Josiah's reign. Yeah. Damn. Okay. So he got to reign over a decade before he was like, oh shit, we're doing it wrong, y'all. Well, it's almost two decades. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. After all this, when Josiah had set the temple in order... Nico, king of Egypt, went up to fight at Karshemesh on the Euphrates. Okay. And Josiah marched out to meet him in battle. Oh. What, whoa. They're like, okay, we're done partying. Now it's time for war. Yep. It is springtime after it all. It is springtime. Bring your boots. Right. But Nico sent messengers to him saying, what quarrel is there, king of Judah, between you and me? It is not you I am attacking at this time, but the house with which I am at war. Mm. God has told me to hurry, so stop opposing God who is with me, or he will destroy you. Wait, Nico's claiming God is with mm-hmm. him? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Josiah, however, would not turn away from him, but disguised himself to engage him in battle. Mm. He would not listen to what Nico had said at God's command, but went to fight him on the plain of Megiddo. I don't I don't understand what's going on here. Is Nico confused because he like how good of a disguise can you get marching in an army from Israel? I don't know. Do you remember like, the they... movie Home where, um, oh, he put one little dot on his face <laughs> right. and um, it changed his entire appearance to him? Yeah, but I'm just thinking, like, you're marching in an army to engage him, right? Mm-hmm. You you would have to, like, I mean, you'd have to dress up the whole army as some other type of army. And what other right. army is he going to believe is coming to attack him? So He just walked up to him. I'm just like. He's like, yo, I'm from the other army. Yeah, believe I, me. I want to talk to the king. Okay. Right. Hey, hey, Nico. We're attacking you now. I'm attacking you now. Yeah. Yeah. Archer shot King Josiah and he told his officers, take me away. I'm badly wounded. Oh. <laughs> so they took him out of his chariot, put him in his other chariot and brought him to <laughs> Jerusalem where he died. Oh, damn. <laughs> Wait. So like he. Okay. So this dude from Egypt who isn't really like Nico, Nico. Who isn't really like a godly person, I would imagine, because he's not an Israelite, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He tells this guy, who is really godly, mm-hmm. God told me to do this thing. And then and then Josiah goes out and, and says, fuck that, I'm going to attack you anyway. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, God's with me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
and then he attacks him and, die, and, and then he dies. So God. He, by he attacks Josiah. him. Josiah attacks Nico. And gets shot. Right. And then Josiah dies. Right. Yeah. One would think, based on the, the information we have this far, mm-hmm. that God was with Josiah, not Nico. Exactly. So what the fuck? I guess. I guess God was on Nico's side that day. Right. He forgot what day of the week it was. Right. So anyway, he's dead. He was buried in the tombs of his ancestors, and all Judah and Jerusalem mourned for him. Jeremiah composed laments for Josiah, and to this day, all the male and female singers commemorate Josiah in the laments. I mean, he was a good king, according to everything, until he just died in battle. Yeah. So Stupid. Why did God let that happen? Maybe God doesn't have all his shit figured out. I don't think he does. I think he's kind of an asshole. I think that the writers of this Bible could not make God look as smart as they want him to. Right, right. But they put God on Nico. Nico was godly just then. Mm-hmm. So, like, the way it's portrayed is that Nico made a good choice and Josiah made a bad choice. Right. But they don't specifically say it because they're right. they're not wanting to admit that Nico was the godly one. And jo- I mean, because yeah. they said Josiah is the godly one all the way through. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're like, and then Nico said God told him to do this and to back off Josiah. And Josiah was like, no. And then Josiah died. And it's so, like, wait, did Josiah make a bad choice? Right? That's what it seems like. like. But why did he make a bad choice? I don't I'm, understand. I think that should be like our part of our uh, Q&A. If I can find an answer to that right, question. Right, right, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, that's that's a good, you know, question. Yeah. So the singing um, became a tradition, those songs, the laments, became a tradition in Israel and are written in the laments. The other events of Josiah's reign and his acts of devotion in accordance with what is written in the law of the Lord. All the events from beginning to end are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah, the end. Awesome. And they said it again. They said it again. Oh, my God. I'm just so excited every time they say it. Don't leave it blank. Yeah. Yeah. Yay to this website. (laughs) Woo. All right, guys. That was chapter 35. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. Yes. And we will be back tomorrow with... The last chapter of Second Chronicles, Ooh. chapter 36. Awesome. We'll see you guys then. Sure as fuck will. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, Josiah died. He sure as fuck be- did. Because he wasn't godly enough, but maybe Nico from Egypt was? Yeah, I don't really understand that. I, I don't either. It makes no fucking sense. King. Like, Josiah was as good as they come, and then all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to go to war with this guy, Nico. And well, Nico's like, God told me, and then Josiah dies. Nico was already going to war. Yeah. Josiah wasn't like, I'm going to go to war with Nico. Nico was like, I'm from Egypt, and I'm the king, and I'm going to war over here. Yeah. And then um, Josiah came up and met him and was like, I'm going to war you. Yeah. Stop. And then Nico's like, but God's with me. Right, but like, why would you believe that God is with this dude from Egypt? I don't know. I don't. It makes like, I need more story. Yeah, you know, like that makes no sense. It's like it was a cliffhanger, but then the season two got canceled. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So that was Second Chronicles chapter thirty-five. Sure, as fuck was. And today we'll be getting into the last chapter of Second Chronicles, which is chapter thirty-six. Awesome. Let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, so 
Josiah was just killed, right? Yeah, he okay. died. Arrow. So, yeah. Now we're starting off, and the people of the land took Jehoahaz, son of Josiah, and made him king in Jerusalem in place of his father. I mean, if you got to have somebody, you got to have Jehoahaz. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jehoahaz was 23 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem for three months. Oh, fuck. <laughs> He done fucked up. <laughs> that didn't last very long. <laughs> the king of Egypt dethroned him in Jerusalem. Oh, oh shit. shit. Nico was like, no, you didn't. Yeah. He's mm. like, you done. And imposed on Judah a levy of a hundred talents of silver and a talent of gold. Huh. Wow. I didn't know talents were measurements. I, I don't, yeah. That's cool. That's to me. Okay, I'm going to look that up. What That's interesting. Yeah. And it makes me think of... In the movie Moulin Rouge, yeah. when um, at the very beginning, right before the elephant love medley, um, when um, Toulouse is trying to convince What's-Her-Face to join their team and be in their act. Yeah. And he's swinging from the rear end of the elephant and he looks in and he sees Christian and What's-Her-Face, Satine. Mm -hmm. um, they are smooching and stuff, and and I guess they start getting busy, and he goes, oh, he's got a huge talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the best. I know that was a long walk. Yeah, Sorry. it was. It really was. Well, if you've seen the movie, you know, but if you haven't seen the movie, then you don't know. Yeah. So I had to describe the scene. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. So the king of Egypt made Eliakim, a brother of Jehoahaz, king over Judah, and Jerusalem, and changed Eliakim's name to Joachim. Ah. Okay? okay? But Nico took Eliakim's brother Jehoahaz and carried him off to Egypt. Mm. So okay. he's like, I'm still going to let y'all have your little king here that's um, Josiah's son, but this one, he's mine. I'm right. taking him away. Right. You can have the next one. Got Here's it. your little king. Okay. Here's your little king. But... Sure. But I'm going to be in charge of him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's my little puppet king there. Yes. So. Yes. I've renamed him. He's mine. Right. You may rule at my pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. So Joachim was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem for 11 fucking years. Okay. Guess what he did? What was bad in the eyes of the Lord? Yep. Mm. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord his God. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, attacked him. Oh, damn it. And bound him with bronze shackles to take him to Babylon. Shit. Nebuchadnezzar also took to Babylon articles from the temple of the Lord and put them in his temple there. Do you notice how they put the, the, the ark back in the temple right before mm -hmm. Nebuchadnezzar's coming to, like, yeah. you know, take it all away? Yeah. They're like, we don't know where the fuck it was. Let's just pretend it was there. And we'll pretend that the Babylonians like, took it. Yeah, right. Babylonians, those fuckers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That goddamn Nebuchadnezzar. You know what? I'm telling you, the temple's in, or the ark is in Ethiopia. It's in Ethiopia, damn it. Yep. It's always been there. It's, yeah. That's where it is. It's totally there. Don't blame the Babylonians because you misplaced one day, your I'm shit. I'm going to fly a drone in that goddamn place someday. <laughs> <laughs> the other events of Joaquin's reign, the detestable things he did, and all that was found against him are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. Ooh, they said it again. Mm -hmm. And Joaquin... See, he was, mm, he, and his son is, mm. <laughs> it's not confusing at all. <laughs> no. Um, his son succeeded him as king. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, Joaquin, taken captive to Babylon. Mm -hmm. Joaquin 
was 18 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem three months and 10 days. Jesus. So his reign was only 10 days longer than his uncle. Right, right. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, of course. In the spring, King Nebuchadnezzar. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. These kings did bad in the eyes of the Lord. Yeah. Because they were under Nico's, you know. But are they under Nico's or Nebuchadnezzar? Oh, yeah. Like Nebuchadnezzar. Nico was, not, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, sorry. But, like, Nico is just taking tribute from them. Then this right. guy from Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, he comes in and he's like. Okay, I see what you're saying. Fighting them on top of the fact that they're paying tribute to this other fucker. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're being torn in all kinds of different directions. They are. But I'm going to say that they probably were evil because of all the outer influences. Sure. Because their father was the best of the best, right? Well, they also have to have to make them evil because they are being torn apart and right. God's not there to save them. So Otherwise, it wouldn't matter why? whether they were doing good or bad. They have to make them sound evil. The Bible is making them sound evil to right. explain away why they got sacked. Yeah. Okay. So in the spring, King Nebuchadnezzar sent for him and brought him to Babylon together with articles of value from the temple of the Lord, and he made Joaquin's uncle, Zedekiah, king over Judah and Jerusalem. Okay. okay. A lot of changing of the guard here. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to talk about Zedekiah. Okay. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. Oh, okay. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, of his God, and did not humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet, who spoke the word of the Lord. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. He also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, who had made him take an oath in God's name. Wait, Nebuchadnezzar was with God and Nico was with... What the fuck is going on Everybody's here? with Everybody's God. Everybody's with God except for the goddamn Israelites. Um, or, I have no idea. Know, people of they whatever. Were for, they were for a couple years yeah. when Josiah was leading sure, them. But everybody's, not now. Everybody's always with God. Whoever's winning's with God. Yeah. It's, just, it's stupid. Yeah. He became stiff-necked and hardened his heart and would not turn to the Lord, the God of Israel. I thought it was God's job to harden people's hearts. No, he's done it. That doesn't yeah. mean it's his job to. Right, okay. You can harden your heart and God can harden your heart. Got your it. Your heart is open to whoever wants to harden it. Got it. Furthermore, all the leaders of the priests and the people became more and more unfaithful following all the detestable practices of the nations and defiling the temple of the Lord. I mean, they've got like 15 different leaders in a matter of like five minutes. So, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. Which he had consecrated in Jerusalem. Now, you see in five minutes, it's written that way. But I don't, know, I know. Wait, don't forget that a couple of these guys reigned for 11 years each. Right, I got so it. So it's written, but sure. not that's not actually what But there happened. was a lot of turmoil going on regardless. Because yes. Nico was taking tribute and, and Nebuchadnezzar was, you know, sacking fighting them. and sacking them and switching yeah. out fucking kings and whatever. Yeah. So sure. there was a lot of upheaval going There was, on. there was. The Lord, the God of their ancestors, sent word to them through his messengers again and again because he had pity on his people and on his dwelling place. He sent it through the grapevine. He sent it through the grapevine. Yeah. He couldn't tell them himself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. He, he wasn't willing to do that, I guess. Yeah. Didn't want to. Right. It's too hard. But they mocked God's messengers, despised his words, and scoffed at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord was aroused against his people. He's always aroused. I know. He's always aroused. <laughs> and there was no remedy. No remedy. No remedy. Okay. You know what the remedy would have fucking been? To come tell him your goddamn self. Yeah. That would have made a lot of sense, mm -hmm. actually. Sometimes you yeah. just have to do the job yourself. You know? I mean, that, 
So, yeah, it is what it is. He brought up against them the king of the Babylonians who killed their young men with the sword in the sanctuary and did not spare young men or young women, the elderly or the infirm. Oh, man. God gave them all into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. Got it. God did it. Yeah. God gave them. Well, they said God was, or Nebuchadnezzar was with God. Yep. Or the Lord was something. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Nebuchadnezzar is a good guy, question mark. Right, right. Yeah, what the fuck? Um, he's Babylonian. He's not Israeli. Right. And he is, he's not an Israelite, I mean. I mean, just all of a sudden here, yeah. like, Egypt and Babylon are both with God. And well, they the, claim they're with God. That sure. doesn't mean that they no, are with I, God. I get it. I get it. It's but, just I mean, that's, all that's very, the claim. So, very confusing. Even the Bible's saying they're with God. No, the Bible's saying that they claim they're with God. Well, okay. The Bible's not saying that God is with them. Okay. All right. He carried to Babylon all the articles from the temple of God, both large and small, and the treasures of the Lord's temple and the treasures of the king and his officials. So regardless of whether Ethiopia had it or not, it is definitely fucking gone by now. It's gone, gone. Either Ethiopia's got it or Babylon's got it. One of the two. Mm -hmm. One way or another, that fucker, that fucking ark is gone. Yeah. They set fire to God's temple and broke down the wall of Jerusalem. They burned all the palaces and destroyed everything of value there. Everything. Everything. He carried into exile to Babylon the remnant who escaped from the sword. And they became servants to him and his successors until the kingdom of Persia came to power. Mm. What's the remnant? I don't, I don't know. He carried into exile to Babylon the remnant who the escaped. Leftover. Who escaped from the sword. The leftover that didn't get killed by the sword. The leftover stuff? People. The leftover they're, people? they're talking about people, yeah. Oh. I just... They're talking about the stuff that all got burned down. Right. And then it says they carried, they carried the remnant. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm then read the rest And then read the rest of the sentence again. He carried into exile to Babylon the remnant who escaped from the sword... Yeah. And they became servants so to him. Things, and his... can't, things can't escape from the sword. People have to escape from the sword. Okay. It's the leftover people who did not die in battle. So they're referring basically to the people as things. Right. And they became servants to him and his successors until the king of Persia came to power. Hence servants. Okay. Got it. Okay. Slaves. Right. Yeah. Got it. The land enjoyed its Sabbath rests. All the time of its desolation at rest until the 70 years were completed in fulfillment of the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah. Okay. And then we're moving on to some guy named Cyrus. Okay, Cyrus then. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia. So oh, so Persia. Okay. So so Persia conquered Babylon-ish? What's the fuck? This is new, right? Yeah, this is stuff we have not read before. Okay, all right. Until the kingdom of Persia came to power. Okay, so now this is like 70 years later, I guess. Okay. So in the first year of King Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation through his realm and also to put it in writing. Quote, this is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Any of his people among you may go up, and may the Lord their God be with them. The end. Interesting. 
I thought the king the, of Persia set them free. Right. No, I thought it was like the king of Babylon before. Remember, the guy got captured, and then I spent like so many years there, and then I thought he came back. And the really, second king's version. I could be wrong about that. I don't like, remember. But I, that's really weird. That was a whole. I, I don't remember that any of that happening in I don't the last either. bit. I don't so. either, and I'm kind of confused. So. So I guess we got some stuff for a Q and A. Yeah. Like, like, wait, what? There's who, a lot of interesting. Who's shit. a Persia? Right. <laughs> <laughs> And what does this have to do with anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. And it's like just the last little paragraph, right. and then Second Chronicles is done. I'm like, wait, wait, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that was. Uh, I'm. I'm going to be looking forward to some Q and A stuff here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that was Second Chronicles 36, chapter 36. And then the rest of this week, we will be back with um, final wrap up. We'll do some Q and A, some uh, bonus wrap up. Of going over the book itself. Yeah, I think we're doing a couple of book clubs this week. One Asimov, one um, fairy tale. A Jewish fairy tale. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I think we're also going to have a special 500th episode uh, bonus episode series thing. Right, right, right. Oh, and we got our Contradictions episode. And our Contradictions episode. And then the following week, we will start uh, the book of Ezra. Yes, yes. So we're not exactly sure what order everything will fall in yet. Because we're, we suck. We do suck. A little bit. Just a little bit. I mean, not a lot. Because look how far we've come reading the Bible. I know, right? We've read a lot of fucking Bible. We've read half of the Old Testament, y'all. You know? That's pretty cool. That's crazy. But we will be back this week with some stuff. Some stuff. Just pay attention and we'll get it out there. And then we'll be back the following week with Ezra. That's right. All right. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you know what the hell we're doing? Uh, it's not Saturday. But we did just finish a book of the Bible. We did. We finished a book of the Bible. So. So what are we doing today? We are doing Q&A, but not on Saturday. There we go. For the last guess, two yeah. chapters okay. of Second Chronicles. We're throwing off our rhythm here a little bit. Well, a little okay. bit. Okay, here's what I was going to do. I, I was going to do those two chapters and then throw them in with a you know, total the end of uh, Second Chronicles wrap-up. Right. Like I normally do a wrap-up yeah. at the end of every book. Sure. But um, I found some neat stuff that just warranted its own. We got a, we got a, we got a standalone episode. Yeah, I did, I did a rabbit hole. So I found enough just on those two chapters. Okay. For its own Q&A. Well, that's great. And so I'll have I mean, to do a Second Chronicles wrap-up. The next day. Yay! More work. Yeah! For me. <laughs> for me. It's my research. It's true. It's true. I just do all the social media. Oh, and the and the, and the recording, recording editing, editing posty and, and all stuff. That stuff. Yeah. I don't know all that stuff. Right. Yeah. That's but. not work. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Okay, okay. Quick question. Mm-hmm. On an average week, who do you think spends more doing you. stuff? Okay. You, yeah. you, I just bow saying. to your superior. All the things. I'm just curious. What I mean, I, you do, you do do a lot of research. Mm-hmm. You do, but you do all the technical stuff. So. Uh, yeah, I don't think either one of us could do it without the other. Definitely not. Because I could not do your part, and I know you would not do my part. I would not. I would not. You're so, right. Yeah. We make a good team. Yeah, definitely. This is a long ass intro. Let's go. All right, let's do this. Okay, so here are the rabbit holes I went down. Okay. Okay? Yep. Who the fuck is Nico, and why does he matter? Um, what is a talent? Okay. 
Okay. And who the fuck is, oh, what's his name? Shit. <laughs> Cyrus. Cyrus. Okay. The Persian. All right. Okay. Got it. So those are the three rabbit holes that I went down. Got it. So Nico, I don't know if you recall, but he's the guy that was like, the fuck when Josiah came along and was like, I'm going to war you. And then, um, so Josiah got shot. Got it. Do you, do you recall that? Yes. Okay. So this story is actually from history. We got it from the Greek historian uh, Herodotus, which is where we get a lot of our Biblical early, history. early history from. Yeah. yeah. This guy. Sure. So um, everything I'm saying comes from him. Okay. okay. All right. So upon his ascension, Nico was faced with the chaos created by the raids of the Sumerians and the Scythians, who had not only ravaged Asia west of the Euphrates, but had also helped the Babylonians shatter the Assyrian Empire. Mm. Okay, so Nico comes to the throne in Egypt and he's got a big mess because Babylon is all up his ass. Got it. Okay. Got it, yeah. A threat developed in Mesopotamia where the Assyrian Empire was falling to the Babylonians. Okay. Okay. Yep. So he undertook, he got together with the Syrians and did a campaign in 608 BCE to assist the battered Assyrian armies. Okay. Okay. Yep. Now, at this time, Josiah, king of Judah, for no reason at all in this particular case, was an ally of the Babylonians. Okay. Okay. He sided with the Babylonians and attempted to block Nico. Ah. Okay. Okay. The reason that Josiah decided to attempt the Egyptian campaign is not known. Got it. And it, he shouldn't have. There's no reason he should have been helping the Babylonians. Got it. Got it. Other than that, maybe he's like, but you're Egypt, though. Right. Right. But. Or maybe if I help these guys, maybe they'll leave me the fuck alone. I. I Once couldn't tell me. you. It's just, I feel like the devil you know would have been better than the devil you don't know. Like, right. they've worked with Egypt before. Sure. You know? So, it just, I don't know. It's really weird. Right. Why? But it's literally not known why he did that. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So, Nico had not intended to do battle with the Judeans, and he was really confused by Josiah's decision to attack him. Right. So, like I he's said, like, he's like, the fuck, the fuck? Yeah. So, he sent a letter to him. Which included the passage, what have we done to each other, King of Judah? I'm not coming against you this day. And that was actually, we read about that in Second Kings as yeah. well as Second Chronicles. That's right. That's right. Okay. So Josiah was slain in battle at Megiddo, which we know. Right. And then Nico replaced Josiah's chosen successor with his own nominee and imposed tribute on Judah. Which, I mean, yeah. that's I mean, what they get. I mean, you win, you, you yeah. deal with what you, did, you know. You have. shouldn't have gone against them. Right. Even at that, he didn't, like, he took tribute, but he didn't, like, come in and, like, conquer and... Yeah, he and, wasn't seeking you out, man. slave them and, and kill them and loot them, right? right? he's just like, you're going to have this guy in charge and you're going to pay me because yeah, otherwise... because I let you live. Right. So, and y'all shouldn't have come against me, assholes. I mean, it sounds fair to me. Yeah, ish. honestly, ish, right? So that was 608 BC. So now in 606 BCE, the Egyptians routed the Babylonians... But at the great battle of Karshemish, which is a Syrian city in the middle Euphrates River. Okay. In 605 BCE, the Babylonian crown prince Nebuchadrezzar 
defeated Nico's troops. Nebuchadrezzar, huh? Nebuchadrezzar. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Very similar to Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. So Nebuchadrezzar defeated Nico's troops and forced their withdrawal from Syria and Palestine. Okay. Okay. Yep. So you following this? I'm following it mostly, yeah. Okay. So Egypt itself was threatened in 601 BCE. Oh, they were threatened. Yeah. Wow. Because, I mean, they're just fighting on every front. Right. And, you know, as these different kingdoms that are huge, right? I mean, they're... Well, they Massive. were the way they're describing it. They're coming in from Asia, so like, yeah, like hordes, right? Yeah, and they're all these giant kingdoms that take over everything in their path, and they're all going for like world domination, right? You right. know, this is this is not like let's live in peace. This is no, I want you to die, and I want the land that you're on, right? So Egypt itself was threatened in 601, but BC. But Nico repelled the enemy and continued to promote anti-Babylonian coalitions in Syria and Palestine. Okay. So he fought against them. Right. Forever. Yeah. So Nico undertook, this is interesting, he undertook a number of construction projects across his kingdom. He formed an Egyptian navy by recruiting displaced Ionian Greeks, which is totally unprecedented because um, most Egyptians traditionally harbored an inherent distaste for and fear of the sea. They were not a water-faring people. So the fact that he built a navy is fucking amazing. Okay. Okay? That in itself is amazing. But guess what else he did? What else? He started to... (laughs) Like, I just can't even... He started to build um, um, a uh, canal so that he could... Yeah. Is this the... A a man-made canal. Okay. So that he could, like get to his trade route but he had to give that up because he was getting attacked and everything got it got it so but still like the fact that it even occurred to him right is just amazing he was he was big on infrastructure yeah he's like we gotta have the things so we can do the things but listen to this okay this this is will knock your socks off nico sent an expedition to circumnavigate africa wow right and they made it what they made it. No fucking His way. His navigators apparently accomplished the feat, for they reported that after a certain point in their ver- in their voyage, the sun lay to their right, which is to say northward, as they sailed around southern Africa. No shit. Yes. But what? Wait. I thought this was like there's Cape Horn down there at the bottom of Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Which I thought that that was like an English. I, I don't know exactly, so don't. I'm like my history is a little rusty on this, but mm-hmm. like. It seemed like it was a more modern sailor that it got named after for having yes. done that trip, quote unquote, the first time. Yes. Um, the first time in the modern quote era. unquote modern era sure. settled world as No, no, new. no. I, I got it. That, right. But that's why that's amazing. I'm that's like, why it's amazing. This is, this is pre-Christ, for God's sakes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Somebody some... already fucking done did that. And you know who did? The fucking Egyptians. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Okay. That's, that's where the fucking story right there just in right? itself. Right? I know. I was like blown away. I was like, oh, yeah. By the way, uh, this is not a wrap up. Mm. This is a fucking Q&A because I'm in love with Nico. <laughs> All right. Take a breath. Yep, take a yep, beat. Okay. Calm it down. So what the fuck is a talent? Remember? Right. They were like, um, he gave him a talent of gold. Right. Right? So yeah. What is a talent? Okay. A talent is an ancient unit of mass. It corresponds generally to the mass of water in the volume of an amphora. 
what the fuck is an amphora? <laughs> yeah, rabbit hole, right? Yep. And amphora was the unit of measurement of volume in the Greco-Roman era. Ah. The term amphora comes from ancient Greece where people used a tall jar-looking container with two opposed handles near the top. Okay. You can picture it, right? Yeah, the, sure. The, like, big at the bottom and skinny at the top and the two right. handles on the side. Right. They were mostly ceramic. And the amphora literally means, that word literally means two-handled. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So, a, a talent is about an amphora. Okay? okay. If you're talking in mass. Okay? Sure. Now, the Babylonians and Sumerians had a system in which there were 60 shekels in amina. What's amina? Oh, it's roughly equivalent to about a pound. Okay. And so, there are about 60 minas in a talent. So about 60 pounds in a talent. Okay. Okay. Sure. So there's that measure. Got okay? it. Yeah. One more. Okay. When used as a measure of money, a talent refers to a talent weight of gold or of silver. Oh. And the gold talent is reported as weighing roughly the same as a small person. So likely about so 110 60... pounds. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So a talent is somewhere between 60 and 110 pounds. Got it. Okay. But if you're measuring gold or silver back then, that's a fuck ton. Yeah, that was a fuck ton. And so when he said he gave a talent of gold and then like 100 talents of silver. Right. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, that's right. that's a lot today. So that would definitely have been a lot back then. Right, right. Okay. Next section. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Cyrus, king of Persia. Okay. Okay. Do you remember who he is? Only vaguely. It was right at the end. Um, the the guys um had been the oh, this Israelites. Was the bit that they added on that we had yeah. that wasn't in the King's version. Yeah. The Israelites had been taken over by Babylon. Babylon was like, We own you now, get over here. Right. And they enslaved them over there. And then seventy years passed. Yep. And then all of a sudden Cyrus, king of Persia, came and set them free. Right. And we were Which like, was not what happened the last time. I know that's not this what happened. This was just a, like a little paragraph at the end of Second Chronicles. Right. And I was like, what's a Cyrus king of Persia? I almost distinctly remember that, like, wasn't there... I, I thought there was a specific... Okay. And I might be misremembering this too, but I thought in Second Kings that there was somebody that... There was a king that got left over and then that he got let go. Or maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway... Maybe so, not. I, I don't know. But that was weird. It was definitely new. It was it was a, a, just a small little paragraph. Right, right. So, okay. So, I looked this guy up. And he's pretty cool. Okay? Okay. He's commonly known as Cyrus the Great, or the Greeks know him as Cyrus the Elder. Okay? Hmm. Have you heard of him? I have not. Oh. Well, you made a noise like you had. So, I was like, oh, you know him? <laughs> so, he is the founder of the first Persian Empire. Okay. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is. Right? The empire created by Cyrus was the largest the world had yet seen. So, as he's letting the Babylon or as he's letting the Egyptians go free of Babylon, right. his empire is like huge. Got it. So Babylon's like, "Okay." <laughs> so, he was well known for having respected the customs and religions of the lands he conquered. That's probably really smart. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh talk. I, I, That's basically what the military Romans mil did mostly. Well, it, it's what 
you know, a lot of people that take over a country do mm-hmm. because you can't, like, if you try to change them, you can't you're just asking them. for more trouble. Right. You know, if you so. just let them keep, I mean, it's basically what the United States is, is a bunch of people that each state is its own little country and they get to kind of be themselves in their own little place as long as they like adhere to the larger right, right. federal government. Yeah. For so, sure. um, so Xenophon of Athens which was probably um, 355 or 354 BCE. Okay. He was a Greek military leader, philosopher, and historian. Okay? Okay. And this is what he had to say about Cyrus. And those who were subject to him, he treated with esteem and regard, as if they were his own children, while his subjects themselves respected Cyrus as their, quote, father. What other man but Cyrus, after having overturned an empire, ever died with the title of the father from the people whom he had brought under his power? Wow. For it is plain that this is a name for one that bestows rather than for one one that takes away. Yeah. No, so that's great. I thought that was like a great little summary of no, that's him. That's a great way to describe somebody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It really captures... You know, a thought of what mm-hmm. that person was. So interesting enough, the Babylonians regarded him as the liberator. Oh, okay. So it's I find it interesting. They that were like anxious for him to come in, huh? Apparently, like, like the Babylonians enslave the Israelites, and then Persian King Cyrus comes in, and he's like, "I'm gonna take over from here." And the Babylonians are like, oh, man, that is so cool. Well, I'm really glad. Let, let's let's rephrase this. Like, the Babylonian king used his troops and his power mm-hmm. to enslave and take over the Israelites, right? Okay, I right? see what you're saying. Yeah. It's not necessarily the people. This guy right. was more of a people person. So the people called him that. Okay. Right. And not he, the he, leaders necessarily. He was a leader who, who respected people's beliefs and traditions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So he probably came in respecting their beliefs and traditions more so mm-hmm. than even their current king. True, true. Would be my guess. So the people would refer to him that way. I was just thinking of, I, I tend to think of it like as from the leader's perspective. But sure. no, the you're right. The people would have been glad to see him. Right. Okay, this, we're just getting started here with this oh, guy. Oh, damn. Okay? Okay. The Edict of Restoration, which is like this huge seal that was kept in a um, cylinder. Okay. Um. So the Edict of Restoration, in which Cyrus authorized and encouraged the return of the Israelites to the land of Israel following his conquest of the Babylonian Empire, is described in the Bible and likewise left a lasting legacy on the Jewish religion due to his role in ending the Babylonian captivity and facilitating the Jewish return to Zion. Interesting. So it's like their first return to their homeland, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. Like that, that's actually big because mm-hmm. it, it sets a precedent of if you take the Moses story as a real story and then this, mm-hmm. they've now gone and found and made home Israel twice mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And, and both with a, um, a mandate yes. of, of types. Yes. So that, that's very interesting. Yes. And, and has some relevance even today mm-hmm. with regard to the state of Israel. I mean. Yeah. I was thinking that too. Like, no wonder they're like, no, this is ours. Right. Like, I can see that yeah. from from that perspective. Right, right. So we haven't read this yet, but according to Isaiah chapter 45, okay. God anointed Cyrus for this task. 
even referring to him as a messiah or anointed one. Okay. And Cyrus is the only non-Jewish figure in the Bible to be revered in this capacity. Interesting. Right? Right. Cyrus is also recognized for his achievements in human rights, politics, and military strategy, as well as his influence on both Eastern and Western cultures. This guy sounds like a really intriguing guy. Yeah, I want to know more about him. Like, like I want a documentary stat. Like, maybe if you had the chance to go back in history and meet one person, he might be on that he list. He might be the guy, because listen to this. Cyrus has played a crucial role in defining the national identity of modern Iran. Huh. Remaining a cult figure amongst modern Iranians. Wow. With his tomb serving as a spot of reverence for millions of people. Wow. I just got goosebumps. Even the though, fact like, that they even I, know where his tomb Like, right? this is a guy from pre. 300 some Christ. odd BC. And they know yeah. where his fucking tomb is? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Right? Yeah. This guy should be Jesus, not Jesus. I know. I'm just, like, I love this guy. Right? Okay. He sounds pretty cool. Listen like, to why, this. Why, do I, why have I never heard of this guy? I know, right? Listen to this. This is amazing. I told you. This is just so cool. Okay? In the 1970s, not BC. Like, I was born in 1975. Yeah. Okay? Right, right. In the 1970s, the last Shah of Iran, Mohammad Reza Pahlavi. Yep. Identified Cyrus's famous proclamation as the oldest known declaration of human rights. Wow. And it has since been popularized as such. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I huh. was like, holy so this guy, shit. This guy essentially invented human rights. I mean, he didn't invent <laughs> it, but he lived by it. Yeah, yeah. He, he felt they were very important. Right, right. And but I mean, you could put him down as a father, quote unquote, of human rights. Yeah. Because, well, that's I mean, why his people refer to him as father or liberator or you know just because I sure as fuck wouldn't put down any of the Israelite kings down as a no, you know, no human rights advocates. But I, I just I've never heard of this guy, and to think that he is even today not just remembered but like actually revered and celebrated. Right. That shook me. No, I think what I mean. So I really, I, you know this about me, but I really appreciate history and love history. Mm -hmm. But it always just amazes me, like there is no end to the amount of wonder and 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 amazing things you can find out about this world that mm -hmm. we live in and the history of it. Like mm -hmm. I mean, it's. So I I am I get very excited about history. Oh, well, so do I. I mean, and you hear me? Like I'm losing my <laughs> voice over here. Like just wait, it gets. Right, right. No, it's it because I relate everything that happens in history to things that are going on now. Because generally speaking, it seems thousands of years ago, but it is still relevant. Things because are still, it's still relevant happening, and that's what I really appreciated about Cyrus, King of Persia, is that he's from three hundred and some odd BCE, and yet. He's here today. Right. You know what I mean? His well, name is here today. Honestly, anybody that has grown up with religion, Christianity, let's say, since we're reading the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. Should be able to grasp the concept of somebody from thousands of years ago still affecting history today. Right. Because it it's right there. You're doing it. Yeah. I mean, not 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 you now. The new you, the you then. Yes. Or the, the whatever, you know? Yes. But it's something that affects us still today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk about this with our, our child all the time about how... You know, in American history, this is a very new country. 
Right? Well, that's why from the my very earliest days, why I always was so disinterested in American history. Because I'm like, who fucking cares? You've been here a minute. Right. But you can take American history. Like, it's we've been here a minute. Mm-hmm. And, and in that minute, it seems like when you're learning about it in school that it's forever ago. Yes. Eons. Yes. You know, whatever. Forever. Mm-hmm. Why would I care? Right? Exactly. But the truth is that. You can trace it back through generations that are not that far removed from where you're at. They're not. That and was the most exciting discovery for me is how, like, I knew that they were only here for a minute, but it still felt forever ago at the same time. Right. And to reconcile those two facts and realize that basically it's like a great, great grandparent ago. Yeah. I love to tell people, think of history in a generational aspect, mm-hmm. not in a year's aspect. Right? Yes. Don't think about it as 250 years. Think about it as four to five generations. And Right? I mean. I have to put that in, like, to think four or five generations, I literally have to say, yeah, that's a great, great grandparent ago. That's a great, great, great grandparent ago. Right. Like, to make it personal, like, okay, so that would be my dad's mom, nanny, and nanny's mom, and then I don't know her and whoever her mom was. Like, to think that far back. But, yeah, just, I mean, even if you don't know who those further backs are, imagine your your lineage back using the people that you do know. Right. Imagine it back another, you know, set of two or three generations. Right. I mean, and to imagine think, where that was. To think nanny's great-grandma. Like, right. holy shit. That's not that far away, guys. Right, right. It's not. So I, I don't know. It just that's that's why history amazes me and means something to me, and also why I think it's very important to understand a lot and as much as I can about history. So well, I'm grateful for having you come into my life because <laughs> I started to have an appreciation for politics and um, history, but your enthusiasm really helped me understand that and and allowed me the space to to you know learn and and to ask questions and not feel stupid right right because i mean you're supposed to know all this shit you know yeah. you're just supposed well, to mean, know it and if I, you I didn't in my experience most people don't know how history relates to current day politics right but you're if you ask a question you're stupid you know what I mean? Right. Like, no, I understand what you're saying. You don't have a fifth grade education ho, 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 if you ask questions. Well, and I have I have a pretty good working knowledge of general history, mm-hmm. um, even world world and U.S. Mm-hmm. more or less. But even with my general good knowledge of history, there are people that would make me seem feel like oh, I'm, I'm a stupid fucking idiot. Yeah, so. I'm not trying to, you know, tell no, you I, all, I'm, all this no, being I'm, like the I'm, smartest I'm guy. Like, I just meant like... Sometimes I say something and someone's like, that's not actually what happened. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, well, well, I shit. was wrong. All right. No, I, 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 I appreciate learning, but it like, you know, you feel dumb. You do feel dumb. You feel dumb. So. Yeah. So um, this was just such an exciting episode for me. Yeah, no, I, it was great information. I loved it. You see why I couldn't? I couldn't just do this as a the wrap, wrap up. up. Right. This had to be its own Q and A. No, I agree. I agree. I'm so glad you agree. So that is uh, that's that's our Q and A for today. That's our Q and A for our not Saturday, right? And uh, we'll be back to. I, I don't know that we have this exactly hashed out uh, this, entirely yet. Today, doing this today really threw me off. Yeah, because we, we did have plans on doing... I'm not even going to say what we were planning on doing. 
Let's just say that tomorrow will be something. We'll probably be doing a Chronicles wrap-up. Okay. Is All right. my guess. Wrap-up. All right. Yeah. That that sounds right-ish. So. <laughs> yeah. And at some point, there's a Contradictions episode coming. Yeah. And we'll probably and have a book club coming at some point. We've got a couple book clubs, I think. Maybe, Maybe. a couple book clubs. Yeah, I might have just fucked us up. That's what I was saying. I don't want to jump too far ahead. Yeah. Because we kind of screwed up our schedule. But we have at least one book club, and um, I don't know if we've got room still for our 500th episode celebration. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah. But regardless, like, we are like either at or near our 500th episode. I think we're over it. We're over it somewhere. But like, it's, we've done, we've done so many Patreon episodes and things like that that we're like, yeah, we're in that 500th range somewhere. Yeah. So whatever. We're just going to throw a 500th episode in somewhere here. I don't know if it's like our regular episode 500th, but we've definitely done more than 500 overall episodes. We The last time we did like a special how many episodes episode we did, it was, it was our 50th episode. I know. I know. And it seems like it was just yesterday. And now we're at 500. Jesus. It's right? crazy. Right? All right. We've rambled on enough. Yeah, let's get out of here. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you know what we're doing? Well, we just finished a book of the Bible. We did. So that must mean we're like wrapping it up, right? I think we are. Yeah. So we're doing a wrap up? We're doing a Second Chronicles wrap up. Awesome. That sounds like fun. Okay. Uh, Well, let's go find out if it is, huh? Well, here's the thing. Oh. I'll leave this in the intro. Yeah. Um, You know how we had two chapters left and that was like a really long episode? Yes. Because it... So many rabbit holes and exciting and right. awesome, right? Right. Well, so that was a small thing with big, long lots to talk about. Yeah. Okay, this wrap-up has, like, so much coverage, right? There's so much to cover. Right. But yet, really, it's not going to be that long. Because we're just, yeah, we're not going, we're not rabbit-holing today. No, no. And so. I just wanted to point that out that is kind of funny right. to me. No, I mean, yeah. Here's a king, there's a king, everywhere's a king, king. And king's gonna king. And kings are gonna king. Yeah. All right, let's go find out about these fucking kings. Okay. Okay, so we wanted to do a Second Chronicles wrap up. Yes. But speaking of Second Chronicles is almost impossible without also speaking of First Chronicles, because they are actually one, one book. Yeah. yeah, it's one book cut in half. Right. And at that, it's impossible to talk about <laughs> the books of Chronicles without also referring to First and Second Kings. Because also same stories. Right. And First and Second Kings are basically one book cut in half as well. Right. And while we're on the subject, the story actually began... In First and Second Samuel, right. So, so it wraps a lot of. There's a lot of things involved in these books. Well, finishing up Chronicles wasn't just we finished Second Chronicles. We actually finished up a very large part of the Bible. Right. A, a very large story arc. A very large the way the the Jewish people divide the Bible. Yeah. It it's just it it's more than what it is. If that makes sense. Right. Right. I get it. So I wanted to say a little bit about First and Second Kings. Some of this will be recap. Some of this you will have heard before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So 
with first and second kings there's there was the question of who wrote the that portion yeah and some researchers proposed that either isaiah or jeremiah authored kings now we haven't read those two guys yet right, right. but we have heard of them because they were prophets that popped up yeah now and again jeremiah I should sound really familiar definitely remember jeremiah for he sure. was recent yeah so one of those prophet guys may have been the guy that wrote kings okay okay yep Others advocate that there were actually two or more authors for the Book of Kings and then they had a final editor. Okay. And then there's yet another theory that Joshua, or I'm sorry, that Samuel wrote Joshua and Judges. Or I'm sorry. No, that's not that's not <laughs> correct. That a single author wrote Joshua, Judges, and both books of Samuel. Okay. All so right. There's just, like, no consensus in the research community sure. as to who wrote them. But definitely a different writer wrote Chronicles. Yes. <laughs> that is for sure. Because I could tell. Because, you know, mm -hmm. I could tell. Well, and there's no reason that the same author would have written both. Right. They, for one thing, they were written from different time periods. Right. right. So, like, 200 years apart or something like that. Yeah. So, it would have been impossible. But be, that's beside the point. Sure. So, books that no longer exist today, but that were used as references in writing kings. Those fucking books? Those fucking books. <laughs> um, we talked about them a lot. They came up a lot. Yeah. And uh, for the large portion of what we were reading, they weren't named. And that's why we refer to them as those, those fucking, fucking books. books. Right. Right. Those were the book of the Acts of Solomon. Okay. The book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. And okay. the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah. Got it. Okay. Okay. So those are three of the books. There's more, but those were the three biggies. Got it. Okay. Yep. Um, Jewish historical context. I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Okay. So in the original Jewish order of the Bible, the book of Chronicles is the final book of the Old Testament. Oh. So we talked about what order the books go in before. Yeah. And... I think you kind of forgot about it because that was several Q&As or, or setups right, ago. Right, right. But um, it's listed at the end of the Old Testament in Jewish Bibles because it summarizes the entire story of God's work from Adam all the way through um, humanity up until that specific point in history. Got it. So it's okay. like a capstone. So that's why I say we did more than just finish the second book of Chronicles. Got it. We finished a, a capstone. Now, we skipped a lot to get there because the Jewish Bible is out of order from the Bible that we're used to reading, like the book that I have sure. here on my shelf. Okay. All right. Which, by the way, if we were reading this book on the shelf, it shows that we are a little over one third of the way through it. That's so, it? Not, well, I mean, in a way, it's like, oh, we have so far to go. But in another way, we've read over one third of the Bible. Right. That's right. amazing. That's more than I've ever read of the Bible in my entire life. Oh, yeah. I mean, every time we read a, another word, it's more I know. than I've ever read in my entire life. I know. So, you know. I just, I know, I know it's a lot to go. Right. But I'm not looking at how much is left. I'm looking at, holy shit, we have read a lot of Bible. We have. So, um, the... The second book of Chronicles concludes the third section of the Jewish Tanakh. So okay. do you remember me saying that the Jewish people 
split the Bible into three separate categories. Vaguely. And so the first part would be the Torah, the right, law, right. and that's uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, uh, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Okay. <laughs> Good on me. Okay. <laughs> so that's the first one. So we have read that entire first section. Sure. Okay. Yep. And that's in order and that's happy. Right. Okay. The middle section is, um, uh, shoot, the prophets is okay. what it's called. Okay. We have only read some of that. Okay. We've read maybe about half of that. So okay. in the order we're reading them, those will come later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're coming up here shortly. Okay. And then the third one is the writings, and that's the least important portion. Got it. Of the Bible. Okay. And Chronicles is the last of those. Okay. All right. As the cap of the entire book. Right. Okay. Now the prophets are. Um, there's the four former or or major prophets, and those are Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings. Okay. So we've read all those. Yep. And then there's the ones that I refer to as the three capable prophets. Okay. Because they're neither the major nor the minor. Okay. So they're merely capable. Right. I thought that was a good throwback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and those are Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. Got it. And then there's the 12 minor prophets. Okay. Okay. And those 12... Um, they are all one book in okay. the Jewish Bible. Interesting. So there's 12 different ones. They're split up in the Bible that we're reading, but in the, the Jewish Bible, the Hebrew Bible, it's all one book. I wonder if the significance of 12 minor prophets is significance to the um, amount of tribes in, in Israel, because there's so much about 12, you know what I mean? Could be. I don't know. Um... Because there's four former ones, and then there's three capable ones, so <laughs> you would think that yeah. But they also like remember the three, the three. Mm -hmm. Remember they like they like three people too, right? So. But the four major ones are the most important ones, so you right. would think that I don't know. Yeah, I I think that might just be a coincidence. Got it. Got it. So okay, so the tour consisted of five. The prophets consisted of eight. Okay. Okay. And now the writings that is the final unimportant portion yep. consists of 11. And that makes a total of 24 books that make up the entire um, Old Testament. Old, Old Testament right. for the Hebrew Bible. Sure. Okay. And that one is going to include Psalms and Proverbs. Oh, and, boy. You know, uh, Ruth. The book of Ruth is actually one of those. Okay. And we've read that. Yeah. And then Chronicles. Yep. Okay. Okay. So then we get into First and Second Chronicles. Okay. So sometime after the exile, a Jewish scholar compiled material from various historical resources, like the ones that we talked about before. Those as, fucking books. Right. Those fucking books, but as well as other records to include the books of kings. Right. Okay. Yeah. So somebody sat down with all of that shit to chronicle the history of his people. Okay. And Ezra has been cited as a possible candidate. And that one is a very strong candidate because Second Chronicles ends right with um, in the middle of a sentence, basically. Okay. And then the next book is Ezra. Oh. And the book of Ezra starts right with, where that left off. It repeats that sentence. Oh, okay, and that's okay. often the way scrolls were um situated so that you could tell which scroll came next. Okay. 
they would repeat the last sentence of one would be the first sentence of the next. Got it. Got it. But that's also why they think perhaps Ezra is the writer. Is the writer. Got it. So um, there are numerous mentions. This is beside the point a little bit, but I just thought that it would be fun to mention because we pointed that out just in our last Q&A yesterday that there are numerous mentions of secular historical figures, non-Jewish foreign leaders who played prominent roles in the political fortunes of Judah. Yeah. And that was really fun to read in our Q&A yesterday. I love that stuff. Like I was I, 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 ta- I was talking to somebody on social media and um, I just I love how I, I think it helps you get out of the bubble of the Bible. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it helps mm-hmm. you say, oh. There's other shit going on out in the world, and yeah. these other historical events are happening regardless of what the Israelites are going through over in their little bubble over here in the Bible. Right. You know? Right. It, it kind of helps you understand a larger perspective. Oh, yeah. And some might say that the historical events corroborate the Bible, but I look at it the exact opposite, that the Bible being stories and and records of the way people thought sure. corroborates history. That's the part that I like about the Bible, and that's mm-hmm. part of why I wanted to read it, is because yes. it is a it, it is a historical record of some type. It is. You know, and I think the part that is missing in it's not missing, they do it on purpose. But the part that's that is would be better served for people to understand is the greater significance in humanity that these people held in all of society, not just in you know, Christianity and, um, you know, uh, Judaism. Yes. So totally agree. Totally agree. So then the next point that I wrote was, okay, but what's the point? Like why have second Chronicles, first Chronicles, all of the Chronicles right. mirroring, um, first, first King, and second, second Kings. Kings right. yeah. yeah. Like what the fuck is the point? Yeah. Well, together with the books of Samuel, Kings was written around 550 to 560 BCE mm-hmm. during the Babylonian exile. Oh, okay. okay. All right. While Chronicles was written after the exile was over, around 450 to 440 BCE. Okay. So there's a hundred year gap there. Right. And that is part of the difference. That is part of, it was different people with different agendas writing to different audiences. Got it. And- it's it's hard to remember that because we're reading these two things and it's like, you know, it's just a repeat of the same history. Right. But it's important to keep in mind it would be like reading a history book from an author that wrote in the 1950s versus a history book that was written today. Well, I will say that I think, you know, First Kings and Second Kings struck me as a very um, just very... Uh, straightforward record of what was going on for the most part other than a few sections that were you know a little bit of just people saying what they wanted to say but mm-hmm. and that that was and, and it kept it's, it felt like the kings kept getting worse and worse and worse as we went along mm-hmm. right so they're they're reckon and, and like you said they're this is going into the babylonian exile so they're recognizing that things mm-hmm. are going to shit right yeah. so the chronicler though he um goes on and on and on about david and mm-hmm. all kinds of other shit about, you know, how it's very hopeful. Yes. It's 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 much more hopeful toward his religion mm-hmm. than than King's was, I believe. And there was a purpose for that. Right, right. So, it makes some sense, you know, knowing right, that. Right. And and that does 
make it a little easier to swallow once you've gotten all through it. Yeah. And by swallow, I don't mean believe. I mean digest. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, Samuel and Kings, both of the, well, all four of those books all together. Yep. They address the Jewish experience of the Babylonian exile and captivity. Okay. Whereas Chronicles had an agenda to motivate, as you said, the freshly released slaves and to inspire hope. Right. So, I mean, those are two entirely different. Like, one is just recording what's happening. Yeah. And the other is using that information as a starting point. Well, that's that's why there was a lot of stuff glossed over in mm-hmm. Chronicles that wasn't glossed over in Kings. Exactly. It's two different takes on the same thing. Exactly. I mean, just to re- reiterate the point you're making here and hammer it home, the Chronicler's spotlight is on the triumphs of David and Solomon right. rather than their respective failures of adultery and idolatry. Yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, clear. And you could apply that to some of the other kings, too, because there was mm-hmm. many kings that they glossed over their failures and only portrayed their good things. Or if they did say, if the Chronicler did say anything about the failures, it was like a sentence at the end, like, right. And then, yeah, exactly. And that's it. It was like, and he has, but anyways, right. Yeah. (laughs) So the Chronicler focused primarily on the Kings of Judah, which we know rather than the Kings of Israel, because at that point, the kingdoms were divided after the death of Solomon. Well, the kings of Israel would have been less, very much less um, meaningful right. to the Israelites at that point because they had they were probably all... solidified into one thing at that, at that not one thing, but like closer to one thing. They were all doing quote unquote evil things sure. and had rejected the the lifestyle, the right, way. Right, right, right. Um, the kings of Israel, if they're mentioned at all in Chronicles, they're only mentioned tangentially, like as required. Right. And then um, this gets back into what I said earlier, that Second Chronicles truly leaves the story unfinished in that the last verse of Second Chronicles <laughs> is not a complete sentence. Yeah. Now, the way we read it, it reads as a complete sentence because of our translation. Yeah. And because it's easier to do it that way sure yeah um but the sentence is finished at the beginning of ezra as ezra chapter one yeah. mirrors the end of second chronicles got it and i thought i would just read those yeah, yeah. just to kind of understand where we're at so i'm gonna be reading two separate things part of which are the exact same thing so it's gonna sound like i'm reading it twice okay okay yep so this is the end of Second Chronicles, um, chapter 36, verse 22. Okay. In the first year of Cyrus, or I'm sorry, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, one of our prophets, mm-hmm. the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and also to put it in writing. Now, verse 23. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Any of his people among you may go up, and may the Lord their God be with them. Be the end. Right. Okay. So then we go into the book of Ezra. Okay. okay? Chapter yeah. 1, um, verse 1. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah... 
the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and also to put it in writing. Now, verse 2. This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Yeah. Now, verse 3. Okay. okay. Any of his people among you may go up to Jerusalem in Judah and build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, the God who is in Jerusalem, and may their God be with them. Now, verse 4. And in any locality where survivors may now be living, the people are to provide them with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with free will offerings for the temple of God in Jerusalem. Hmm. Okay. So you see that they mirror each other. They're exactly the same, but the structure is different. The sure. verses are set differently. Yeah, yeah. So that is what I have brought to you today. And that wraps up Chronicles Yay. and sets us as ready to start the book of Ezra. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us all the way through another book of the Bible. Yes. And... uh we are going to be back tomorrow with a contradictions episode for Second Chronicles, mm -hmm. and um, I think we're going to be doing a book club. And I think we've solidified that we're probably doing a quote unquote five hundredth episode, yes, um, a special at some point. Yes. So those will be the upcoming episodes. Definitely tomorrow will be contradictions, mm -hmm. and then we'll see you guys soon. Yep. Bye. Bye. Husband. Wife. Um, do you know what today is? One of my favorite types of episodes. Is it really? It is. Contradictions. No, that's not what we call it. We call it, you're always wrong. Or contradictions. No, you're always wrong. <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> All right. So today we're doing the um, you're, contradictions. You're always wrong. Episode of uh, Second, Second Chronicles. Chronicles. Yes. All right. Are you ready to go ahead and get into this? I am. All right. Let's go con contradict some shit. And you're always wrong. Yeah, that. Okay, so you're always wrong. <laughs> and that consists of contradictions up through where we've read thus far. Right. Which we just finished the second book of Chronicles. Indeed we did. And... Just for a note, I am not including any of the ones that the questions of how many cubits measurements was the boring blah, blah, blah. shit. Well, the ones where it's like it was either eight or ten. Which one was it? Right. Like, nobody knows. Nobody cares. Right. That's that could be just as easily a, a mismeasurement or a misrecording as a contradiction. Right. I just think that those are a little bit trying too hardish. I, I yeah. I mean, uh, let's let's focus on the big shit. Right. Like, I don't mind it being pointed out. I just don't want to do it. Sure. I got so, you. So, there's that. Um, I also didn't include any questions that um, the contradiction to one answer would be something we haven't read yet. Right. We, Obviously. I mean, we usually only cover up through where we are. Yeah, I know. Because we're going to eventually cover the, the contradictions coming back here. Sure. Because we'll eventually read those yeah. notebooks. Yeah. So, they will be covered. Exactly. Yeah. Just eventually. Right. It's just, I don't know that I've ever specifically said that on a recording, so I just wanted to spell that out for anybody that's, like, playing along. Like, you can call this one out. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, but we aren't there yet, so. Either, either there's a reason why I didn't and I won't, or right. there's a reason why I didn't, but I eventually will. Right. So, 
um, just trust me, okay? Is yeah, what I'm saying. guys, come have, on. Have faith in me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first question. Ready? I'm ready. Was Solomon alone when he sacrificed, a, I'm sorry, 11, I started to say, but it should say 1,000 burnt offerings at Gibeon? Was he alone? Was he alone? He sacrificed 1,000 burnt offerings. I'm going to go with no. Well, you're right. No, everyone in Israel was with That's him. That's what I thought. According to Second Chronicles. Okay. But guess what? I'm, I'm wrong. You're always wrong because also, yes, um... The king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there for that was... Oh, wait. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> you said no, he was alone. Yeah, I said no, he was... No, I said no, he was not alone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But the answer is um, also yes. I'm sorry, I'm trying to read my own notes, but I'm so excited <laughs> that my eyes keep skipping everywhere. Um, in First Kings, he went all by his little self. Oh. Okay. So it's either all of Israel... Mm-hmm. All of Israel. Or nobody. Or nobody. Yeah. That's that's a in- giant Infinity disparity. versus zero. Yeah. Wow. Infinity versus void. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, that's what we've got I'm going on I'm either the here. most right or I am, like, all the wrong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, okay. Next question. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, there's this guy named Hiram. He's also referred to as Hiram. Okay. Um, depending on which book you're reading. Sure. Okay. But he's the same guy. Okay. okay? Yep. And just for a note, he was the craftsman who helped King Solomon construct oh, the that's temple. that's right. Yeah. Which tribe was he from? Wait, tribe? Yeah. I thought I thought he was from some other country or something like that. But maybe he was from, if I have to pick a tribe, I guess I'm going to go with Benjamin. No. That's not one of the choices. Shit. So you're definitely, I'm definitely wrong this wrong. time. Okay. Okay. Let me give you choices. Okay. Was he from the tribe of Naphtali or was he from the tribe of Dan? Here's a note. Spoiler alert. Whichever one you pick is, is still wrong. Yeah, I'm going to go with Naphtali. Okay. So according to First Kings, you are right. It goes, and King Solomon sent and fetched Hiram out of Tyre. He was a widow son of the tribe of Naphtali, dot, 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 dot. Okay. okay. Yeah. But guess what? I'm, I'm wrong. You're always wrong. Because according to Second Chronicles, Hiram, instead of Hiram, the son of a woman of the daughters of Dan, dot, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay? But Nebtali, that's not even one of the tribes of Israel, is it? I didn't think it was, but I'm not really sure. I don't remember exactly. But that's why I was, I guess that's why I was confused, because I thought initially he wasn't even necessarily like he was a an Israelite. Right, yeah, that's what I thought. Well, maybe that's why, in, maybe that's what Nebtali is. Okay. I don't know. Well, don't, we just we just created a question, but, but yeah. you know, whatever. Who cares? Here whatever. we Yeah, sure. Either way, he's from either this or that. Right. And they're not the same. Right. That's it. problematic. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, we've done this one before, but it's always just so fun to cover it. Okay. What was in the Ark of the Covenant? Uh, <laughs> well, let's see. It's supposed to be the Book of Moses, mm-hmm. uh, the Manna. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 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 almond joy stick. Yes, yes, Aaron's rod. Yeah. Yep. According to both Exodus and the Book of Numbers, yes, um, the table of Moses, a golden pot filled with manna. I don't know where they got golden pot from. But right. Whatever. Whatever. And Aaron's budded rod. Okay? Yeah. But guess what? I'm wrong. You're always wrong. Yeah. Because according to both First Kings and Second Chronicles. 
only the two tablets of Moses were in there. Mm. You know mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. We can solve this. How? We go to on a trip to Ethiopia. Oh my god! I knew you were going <laughs> to say that, but I I wanted to. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> We should start like a GoFundMe so we can right? just go yeah. there. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I totally. I need. And then GoFundMe to open the ark. Let's let's open the fucking ark, guys. I need to go to Ethiopia and I demand to see the fucking ark. If there's goddamn, I'm willing to die for this. Okay. <laughs> you know, if I touch that ark and I die, I you go back and you tell everybody we're fucking wrong. Yeah, you we're know? wrong. Yeah. I don't. Just... I don't know exactly what all exists and what doesn't. I still don't. Know that the Bible got it all right. Yeah. But husband touched the fucking ark and his face melted <laughs> off. So something with that ark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. Well, that'll be an eventual, mm-hmm. eventual uh, mm-hmm. GoFundMe. Oh, I, I'm yeah. so excited to do that someday, honestly. <laughs> like, even if we never get anywhere near. Right. Um, but there's, you know, there's a place, there's a tourist place set right, up. Right, right. Like, like, I have to see we that We have someday. to at least go to see that. Right? Yeah. Okay, next question. Who was Abijam's mother? I'm going to need some multiple choice on this. It's either Makah, the daughter of Abishalom, or Micaiah, the daughter of Uriel. I, I don't know the answer to this, so I'll go with Micaiah. Micaiah, okay. So according to Second Chronicles, it was Micaiah, and um, it's chapter 13, and it goes Micaiah... Or now in the 18th year of King Jeroboam began Abijah to reign over Judah. Three years reigned he in Jerusalem. His mother's name was also Micaiah, the daughter of Uriel. Got it. Okay, but guess what? I'm wrong. You picked wrong. You picked wrong. (laughs) Because according to 1 Kings chapter 15, it goes, Now in the 18th year of King Abijah over Judah... Three years reigned he in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Makah, the daughter of Abishalom. Got it. It's phrased exactly the same, but with an entirely different person from somewhere else. If the if the um, daughter of whatever was the same, mm-hmm. I could almost forgive it because the spelling ish, like the it's M- whatever Micaiah Makah, like it could be close enough that I could forgive that. But the the daughter of is wrong on yeah, and on the, the location right, right, yeah. So, no, that's that's all wrong. Yeah, yeah. Somebody did a bad. That's bad. Yep. Okay. Did Asa remove the high places? Uh, yes. Okay. According to Second Chronicles, yeah, he took away um, out of all the cities of Judah the high places. But guess what? The Chronicler has a really inflated view of what kings did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm always wrong. You are indeed <laughs> always wrong. According to 1 Kings chapter 15, but the high places were not removed. Nevertheless, Asa's heart was perfect with the Lord all his days. Wait, perfect with the Lord. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's a strong statement mm-hmm. considering he didn't didn't remove the high places. Okay, well remember how I said the answer yes came from 2 Chronicles? Yeah. Okay, so um the first no comes from 1 Kings, but the second no comes from 2 Chronicles. It's a contradiction what? within the same book. No shit. But the high places were not taken away out of Israel. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was perfect all his days. Wow. So mm-hmm. the chronicler mm-hmm. did some bad editing. He there. did a bad. Yeah. He sucked his own dick too hard that <laughs> that moment. He was thinking of David. You gotta you can't blame him. No. Oh, David. <laughs> okay, ready? I'm ready. Was Asa perfect? 
No. No. <laughs> no. No. Um, here's quite a few little examples of how he was not perfect. Okay. Okay. Yeah. First of all, he relied on the king of Syria instead of God. And right. According to Second Chronicles. And then also he oppressed the people according to Second Chronicles. Yep. And also he asked physicians, not God, to cure his foot disease. Right. Again, Second Chronicles. Okay. But guess what? I'm wrong. You're wrong. Because guess what? Yes, of course he's perfect. Because according to both First Kings and Second Chronicles, the heart of Asa was perfect all his days. Perfect. Asa's heart was perfect with the Lord all his days. Nothing perfect. flawed. Perfect. perfect. Yep. Yep. So you can't get these right. Yeah. No, can't. I know. I know. I mean, it's the Bible. I'm not expecting to. I know. But it's just that you're, you're trying to get it right and you can't. Right. Right. And you're always wrong. You know, I... We read this, and, and sometimes I'm like, I can't even follow this, but then I don't feel so bad when we get to these. This is why I like these episodes. We mm-hmm. get to these episodes, and I'm like, you can't follow it. They don't know the fucking answers themselves. Exactly. So whatever. Exactly. Okay, next question. All right. Did Jehoshaphat remove the high places? Sure, according to the Chronicler, I'm sure. The Chronicler says yes. In Second Chronicles, Jehoshaphat took away the high places. Right, because he loves making everybody look good. Oh, but guess what? I'm wrong. You're wrong, because also in Second Chronicles... Oh, in the same... Jesus, he fucks up a lot. He does. No. He walked in the way of Asa, his father, and departed not from it, doing what that which was right in the eyes of the Lord. Howbeit the high places were not taken up. Way. How do they get this right and wrong in the same? I don't understand. <laughs> it's so dumb. It is. And also, uh, First Kings corroborates the chronicler for a minute here by no, that shit oh, did not okay. happen. All right. So um, it's two against one. It's like he's trying to like confuse people. Mm-hmm. He's like, he did it, but then wait, but actually he didn't. Pay no attention to the man <laughs> behind the curtain. Where was Joe Ash buried? Uh, in the king, in the city of David. Yes, he was. Okay. Go further, though. Was he buried with the Kingses? Uh, the awesome. Was he in the awesome I'm going to go with the no. Cemetery? Okay. So, that is correct. Um, let's see. No. In Jerusalem, but not with the other kings, according to Second Chronicles. Mm, okay. Hey. All right. But, according to Second Kings, you're wrong. Oh, shit. He was... With the other kings in Jerusalem, Joash died, and they buried him with his fathers in the city of David. Oh. Boom. Damn. Yep. You fucked that up. Well, oh well. Okay, last question. Ready? Uh, okay. Where did Josiah die? Uh, Josiah. Josiah. Uh, Josiah. I'm trying to remember. Think about um, Megiddo, and he he was shot at Megiddo, and... Um, oh. Oh. That's right. Okay. And, so I, I think I actually remember both these accounts. So one, he died on the, the battlefield, I think. Mm-hmm. And then in First Kings, or Second Kings, whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, he died by the, when they brought him back. Yes. That is exactly... You know what? For the first time ever, you are not wrong. Wow. Because you even guessed which book was which. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Actually, no, you got it backwards. Oh, shit. But <laughs> in Second Kings... He died at Megiddo. Okay. Okay. All right. And in Second Chronicles, he was brought back to Jerusalem and he died there. So just to clarify, I'm still. But you were still right, but you're still always wrong. Right. And just to 
say it once more. You're always wrong. Because you are. I am. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was it. That was Second Chronicles Contradiction. And this is, let's see. That's it. That's all we got for Second Chronicles, right? Yeah. We're done. We're done. Like done, done. Done, done. Okay. Don, don, don. <laughs> yeah, we are moving into Ezra and Nehemiah. Yeah, but before we get into those, mm-hmm. we are going to have a book club. Mm-hmm. And, um, and book club will be the Jewish fairy tales, not Asimov, just to clarify, because I think I had mentioned before that we might need a filler that we would use the Asimov book club for. We're not. But yeah, because we decided we do want to do our 500th episode just Mm -hmm. as a kind of a fun touching base with everybody. Yeah. Letting you know where we're at with everything. We haven't really, you know, told anybody where we're at with our podcast and with things in general in a a while. A personal check-in. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a a personal check-in. Yeah. With you, with everybody. Yeah. And, you know, and probably showing some appreciation because we absolutely love you guys and are astounded every day at the number of listeners that it, we have unbelievably and even more so at the number of patrons that we have yeah yeah i mean you guys are the greatest fans we could ever hope to have so thank you just amaze balls yeah all right that's all we got for today guys we will see you tomorrow for the book club no 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 tomorrow is the 500th oh tomorrow is the 500th yeah. okay so yeah. we'll be doing the 500th tomorrow Mm-hmm. And then we'll be back the next day with the book club. Sure. And then after that, Ezra. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, bye. and, you know, the weekly wrap-up. Yeah, yeah. I'll, right. Yeah, whatever. She, right. That, that, that too. Okay, right, bye. Bye. Husband. Wife. What the fuck are we doing? Today is our 500th episode, or thereabouts. It's not our 500th episode. But it's close enough. No, it's our 500th episode celebration. It's still close enough. But we're pretty close to that 500. We're like, we're over it. Oh, we're past it. Definitely. We're done with it. it. Yeah. But we missed it. We missed it. Kind of. And that's why this is not the 500th episode. This is the 500th episode celebration. The But, but I mean, if we don't count certain episodes, like, no, you know, stop. I'm just saying there's ways you can make it work. What? Why? What do you I want to just stop? It's our 500th episode. Oh my God. You're annoying me. <laughs> So is that what is that what we're doing today? No, you're no, annoying I mean, me. May, I mean, maybe you know okay. I don't know, but okay. uh, no, we're gonna be talking about like kind of where we're at with the podcast and stats and things like that, and uh, where we want to go with the podcast, and we're just kind of touching base. The last time we touched base with our you know listeners was our fiftieth episode, which obviously was four hundred and fifty episodes plus ago. So you can math good. I know, right? Yeah, I can subtract. <laughs> Or add or whatever the oh fuck it takes. Oh my god! Stop. Divide. No. Stop. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I'm gonna get up and leave this room. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's go ahead and get on into the episode. Okay. Okay. So before we get started on our 500th episode celebration, yeah. Um, I thought I would read this little thing that I, I was looking up how to do a, a milestone, yeah. not 500 specifically, right. but Special. a milestone right. Right. Um, episode. Yeah. Um, just looking for some ideas. Okay. And I just thought this part was really funny because okay. I said, plan ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I literally started looking this up like 10 minutes before we hit record. Yeah. And it, this says, 
if you want a good podcast milestone, mm. you need to start your planning several weeks in advance. Oh shit, we failed <laughs> hardcore on that. And then, and that's when I closed the app. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, nope, <laughs> you cannot help me. Well, come on, even like on our best episodes that we do, we're winging it. Basically, mm-hmm. we have some material. We we know what we want to talk about, sure. kind of, but we just wing it. We're right. like, what the fuck ever. Yeah. So, yeah. We're whatever. just going to talk it we're out not, we're and not see plan, what happens. Plan. Fuck. Come on. <laughs> I, did, I ain't got time for that shit. I did take some bullet notes of things that we should talk about. But, again, I did that 10 minutes before we hit record. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. that's the extent of my planning, y'all. Right, right. Speaking of planning, mm-hmm. we should probably talk about a th- few things related to that. Like, you know, how, how we do our podcast and, like, you know, how much... Um, planning we do now and editing and things like that how much time does it take us you know oh okay don't you think it's a good good segue into that that's a good segue it's not where i expected we were gonna start but it's a good segue right 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 so i mean i would say generally like you know we do do i mean like occasionally we 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 do plan episodes we plan episodes insofar as we say oh we're coming up on the end of a book so we need to figure out what the hell we're doing next week (laughs) yeah it's, it's usually midway through a week and we're like oh fuck Right. What do we we need to do? Because we only actually need to plan, like, per se, when we're at the end of a book. Otherwise, we're just reading the chapters Monday through Friday, doing the Q&A on Saturday. Right. And the book club on Sunday. I mean, that plans itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but generally, even our Q&As and our our book clubs that we do on the weekends, they're kind of, uh, we're, we're cramming at the last minute, usually. Usually it's the day of that yeah. we're recording. I'm like, oh, sorry, I don't have research ready. <laughs> and then I spend a couple hours researching or reading as right, appropriate. Right. Yeah. That now that being said, so like we uh, this is, I, I said we cover editing. So like one of the things that we talked about early on in our podcast, mm-hmm. and and to be fair, when we first started our podcast, mm-hmm. we were using a Samsung Note 10. <laughs> literally to just record on our phone and yeah. and up until about what a year ago maybe mm-hmm. up until about a year ago that's what we were using so for the first year because we've been doing this for two years two and a half years two and a half years yeah okay yeah so, so for the first year and a half we were recording our episodes <laughs> on a fucking cell phone right right and then i had to get a new phone and that phone didn't work as well so we were like we went through some uh sound growing pains we did at that point we did but uh, we used to not edit because it was all done on a phone. Mm-hmm. And we used to be proud of that. Yeah. But then we realized that sometimes there's coughing. There is coughing. And sometimes there's, uh, you know, gaps. Or there's a cat jumping on the table in yeah. the background. That or... shit happens, guys. Yeah. Sometimes we don't always, we still don't always edit it out. Sometimes it's just fun. Right. And we're like, fuck it. I'm going to go get the cat. We do it on the air and like, whatever. But sometimes I edit it out. Well, I just recently re-listened to our first episode, and yeah. it was really funny that the Alexa alarm went off <laughs> yeah. in the background, <laughs> and I was like, oh, that wouldn't happen these days. No, because we actually, well, that's not entirely true. Occasionally, a phone alarm goes off or something because we forgot, mm. but we do plan a lot better as far as making sure the alarms are not <laughs> going to be going off in the middle of a fucking episode. Or the dishwasher. When it finishes, no, I will run the dishwasher, but I look at how long is left. Right. Because at the end of the cycle, it will do a lot of beeping that yeah. we don't want. Right. So. Yeah. So, yeah, we've gotten better about a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to change gears here a little bit and talk about some of the stats for our podcast, okay. if that's okay with you. Yeah. 
Okay. So I don't remember exactly where we were at last time um, as far as these stats. So if you want to listen to where we were, we probably covered some of these similar stats for our 50th episode, mm -hmm. which I have listed on our main page on our website. So oh. you're welcome to go to sacrilegiousdiscourse.com and listen to that web or that episode just to kind of get a, you know, com contrast and compare. Right. Um, but I, I pulled some stats that I thought were interesting, and I'm going to go ahead and share them. So total downloads as of us recording this episode tonight um, is... This is all time for our podcast, and actually we have a second podcast. I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but all time, our downloads are at 93,997 downloads. That's a lot of downloads. We're almost at 100,000 downloads. That's a lot. Like in one week's time, we will have over 100,000 downloads on our podcast. That's amazing. Yeah. I can't even like wrap my brain around that. No, it, I mean, it's, it's um, yeah, it's there is no other word. It is amazing. Um. We have had someone in 75 different countries listen to our podcast. Oh, wow. Yep. Or the same person traveled to 75 well, different I mean, countries. There's, there's always that. <laughs> Thank you to that one person for making us seem multinational. <laughs> um, oh, I'm just imagining that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not just Spotify because I've looked it up on other podcasting statistical sites that do rank this kind of thing. But um, we are apparently... According to Spotify and others, um, in the top ten percent of all podcast downloads um, for last year. That's amazing, and I don't understand that math. And thank you. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, totally. what the fuck? Yeah, um, in the top ten percent makes me feel like. Does that mean that there really aren't that many podcasts out there? I don't know. I don't feel like we're top ten percent quality. Come on, hundred thousand downloads. I mean. Okay, I guess this is humble me. Like, this is me feeling like I don't possibly deserve or have the right to yeah. those numbers. Right. No, I get it. I mean, we're literally just sitting here in, like, our desk room. It's not even, like, we call it our office or our library, but, <laughs> I mean. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. So, I'll, I'll get into some other stuff with pertaining to that in a little bit. But um, I'm still going through some stats here, so. We're going to go with the top five cities that listened to our podcast over the last month. Okay? Okay. You ready for this? Yeah. All right. The top city that listened to our podcast is from Vietnam. What? Yeah. That's crazy. It's, uh, I, I, Good and morning, I, I, Vietnam. I apologize if I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it's Vin, Vin Long, I think, or Vin Long um, is the city that had the most listens over the last month of our podcast. That's amazing. Next, I keep, I keep using that word. I'm so sorry. I hate it when I use a word a lot. And I'm going to try <laughs> not to say it anymore the rest of this podcast. But, right. um, wow. It's Thank great. you, Vietnam. It's, uh, oh, shit. I almost said amazing. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. The, the next most listened to city um, over the last month has been Oklahoma City. Wow. So thank you, Oklahoma City. I won't fault that. Um, after Oklahoma City comes Millsboro. I don't know where Millsboro is, Where's but Millsboro? wherever it's in the U.S. I don't know where in the U.S. exactly. Is that like Arkansas or something? If if you know where Millsboro is, reach out and let us know because thank you, Millsboro. Millsboro. You know? Um, and then coming in at number four is also in Vietnam. What? Yeah. Yeah. Ho Chi Minh City is number four on the list for most listens of our podcast Get over the, the last month. Get the fuck out of here. No, I swear. I swear. That's crazy. And then um, this may be skewed because sometimes we listen to our own episodes to, to view stuff. But coming in at number five 
comes up with Dayton, Ohio, which Ooh. is our neck of the woods. Yeah. So that would be number five. Well, that would be me, you, and like the two friends that we have. Right. Oh, and your mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> it might. It's probably more than that for as many downloads as there are. So. Right. But whatever. It. Thank you to whoever else is listening in Dayton, Ohio, other than us. And get in touch, man. Yeah, we're like in your backyard. Right. So that's awesome. Oh, I bet it's Stephen as well. Probably. Stephen Maybe. Stephen Hines. Hi, Stephen. Possibly. Yeah. Hi, Stephen. <laughs> Um, um, oh, I looked up Millsboro. It's yeah. in Delaware. Delaware. Yeah. Oh, what? Delaware. Hi, that Delaware. might be, that might be, it's either, it, it could, well, could be partly because of, um, Infidel. Oh. Cause he, I, I think he lives in Delaware. Okay. And, um, he, he is, if it's not him, he might've recommended somebody listen to it. <laughs> Got it. Got it. So it's one of the two. But Dale, if you listen to the episode, you know, thanks, man. You're doing your job out there in Delaware for us. You're the best. Appreciate you. Um, all right. So every month, uh, as far as downloads, we have, right, we've been teetering between about seven and 8,000 downloads per month. Um, I still can't wrap my brain around all this. That, that's, yeah, it's a great, I mean, it's just amazing. So, oh, oh shit, I said it again. God I damn know. it. Fantastic. I mean, I, fabulous. Need, okay, where's the fucking thesaurus? <laughs> I just gave you two words. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right, all right. I'll use one of those. All right. Um, I, we did talk about this, I think, the last time, so I, I do want to bring it up again just to, to let you guys know kind of where we're at. It's So we we mentioned a couple things. We're in the top 10% of all podcasts. You know, we have all these downloads, blah, 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 blah. Well, so when we were with Anchor, and, and many of you know that we switched from Anchor to um, Acast mm-hmm. um, a little while ago, and that was about... Four to five months ago, something like that, maybe. Sure. Um, and when we were with Anchor, we were making approximately between our um, Patreon listeners or our Patreon supporters and um, ads, we were making about two hundred bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Um, since we've switched to Anchor, uh, we are only making about seventy bucks seventy bucks a month between our um, Patreon supporters and and Acast ads. Um, now. There is a reason why we took the pay cut because with Acast we can um, do as many podcasts as we want to, and we are going to be utilizing that because we have um, we have dreams of what's going to happen with our podcast, and that's that I would like a permanent home for each separate book of the Bible because, because not all podcast carriers um, have the capacity to hold all the earliest episodes. Right? Yeah, they would be lost to. Basically, just they would fade away from places like Apple and things like that if we well, didn't house cast, them. In the like, show. I use CastBox. Right. And um, there are several podcasts where I want to start from the beginning. And you can't. And I can't. Right. They're just not there. So, if you ever want to know where our, um, basically, the, it, so the books, I, I've only got, I'm only doing Genesis so far, but I, because it takes some work to get these put back up on a separate podcast. But mm-hmm. right now we have um, Genesis is started. So, it's basically Sacrilegious Discourse. Genesis, um, instead of just sacrilegious discourse, and that's all that'll be in there is just the Genesis episodes right. and the Q and A's that go along with. And that. when we get to them, it will be Exodus and you know so on and so forth. So like we'll have the names of the book as the secondary part of that. Right. Um, but I will have a eventually I will have a standalone podcast for each separate book of the Bible so that they will not get lost to the shuffle of um, you know time. whatever time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want them to be there for all time. 
Um, the last thing as far as stats that I want to cover, and there is something else I want to talk about with this, is that our website, which was really negligible for us for a very, very long time, even after we started getting a lot of downloads, but our website in the last month has been up 20% in traffic. Um, now it's not significant in so far as the numbers that we're getting on there, but it's significant to us because the podcast, <clears throat> it's people go there to find out what player we're on or whatever. So it gets used occasionally for that kind of thing. But lately we've been concentrating on our blog and we've been having writers write for us. And I'd like to thank Michael and um, Dylan, um, two of our writers that we've had on our podcast that have written for us. And, and I've written myself as well. Um, but they have been really, really great and put up some really great um, blog posts. And it's really driven some traffic to our site which I think has helped some of our numbers on our podcast as well. So it's really made a huge difference. And something I wanted to bring up at this point, since we are talking about this, and I am kind of wrapping up with the stats that we have, um, is that we are kind of looking for writers. Now, right now, um, I can't really pay you. You know, like I said, we're making 70 bucks a month versus 200 bucks a month with, when we were paying with Anchor, and we weren't paying for podcasting services on um, Anchor, but we're paying for podcasting services on Acast. So we are short on our podcasting budget, but um, we would love to showcase some writers out there. If you do have a talent for writing, let us know. If you have an idea for a uh, blog post, pitch it to us. Let us know, and we might put it up there for you and uh, push that out there for you. Um, it helps us if you, you know, it helps us and it helps our website. Um, to have material that's good go out on our website, and we would love to support a good writer. Yeah, absolutely. You had mentioned Patreon. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Like, how many patrons do we have at this point? So right now we have 17 patrons, and we off of our patrons we make about uh, just shy of 50 bucks a month. And That's so cool. Yeah, so they're, they're making up, honestly, the majority of what we make on our podcast. And I can't thank them enough. I mean, it's really what's keeping us driving and moving forward with being able to pay for our services and things that we need. So patrons, anybody who's donated to us, um, there, there has been one person that I still need to send an email to that donated on, um, buy me a cup of coffee, Oh, which we have a place to donate for that site. Um, on our website, there's just a cup of coffee in the bottom left corner. You can click on that will help you donate there too. Um, but Thank you to our supporters because it, it means the world to us and you really are supporting what we're doing and making it possible to do what we do. We feel, I, I always say this, but we're very humbled that you would choose us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that just feels like what? Right. No, it, it, it's, it's really great. It's a really great feeling and it's, it's not, not just that you, um, you know, donate to us, but we get to hear your story as to why you're listening to us. Right. And we get to reach out to you and talk to you and have a little bit more of a personal connection with you. Um, and we've heard some really great stories as to why people are listening to us through Patreon and through emails and things like that as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's really surprised us who our audience is. I was going to say that actually gets into the next topic that we want to discuss, Yeah, which is the people that we hear most from is a group of people we never, ever thought of, anticipated, expected. 
and it's people who are deconstructing from Christianity. I'll be honest with you. Before I started this podcast, I didn't even know about deconstructing. I didn't know that I didn't that know word. what that term was. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, same. Um, we started this podcast for selfish reasons, honestly. Yeah. Because we, we wanted, wanted to read the Bible yeah. and know more about it. And, and we thought it would be fun to do it as a um, podcast. We thought it would be yeah. a lark. For a, well, and for accountability for ourselves. Sure. Right? Like, it started out kind of with that idea in mind. We're going to read this because we want to read it. And to hold ourselves accountable, we'll do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But it's turned into so much more. And our fans have really responded and, and gotten back to us about how they feel about it and what it's done for them. And, and it, it, I just, it's so heartwarming to hear people reach out to us and say that they appreciate what we're doing because they've never heard the the, the Bible read, read this way or, you know, I mean, just... That us not knowing anything and making fun of it is helping validate their feelings or it's helping them view it as the nonsense that it is that they never would have been able to. Right. It, it almost like gives them... Our, our making fun of it gives them the permission that they didn't know they needed. Right, right. And that just... To know that we're helping people and it wasn't even our intention, that it just accidentally happened, is is really both humbling and um, exciting and, and also a little bit scary because we're speaking to a crowd that we don't really know a lot about. Right, because we never constructed it in the first place. Right. <laughs> so we don't, we don't want to get it wrong. We don't want to take it for granted. Yeah. And we don't want to hurt anybody. And so it, no, I'll be it's honest, one a of little my, terrifying. Yeah, one of my one of my biggest fears is offending somebody who likes us because I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to the Bible. Like right. we are still literally just reading this as we go along. And mm-hmm. yes, we have learned a lot. We have mm-hmm. learned a lot about the Bible and we know so much more now than we did before. But we do our best to try not to learn any more than we need to because we want to react fresh. fresh. And right. we don't want to um, come across as though we've you know, gone through this material over and over again and researched it and rehashed it. We want to react fresh every single time, which made Second Chronicles a little rough. It did. It saying. really did. Like, <laughs> Honestly. Because we already knew that shit. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it it's... It's, it's why I don't read ahead, and it's why when I go down rabbit holes, I try to be really careful about what material I ingest. Right. And then from there, what material I share with the husband and the listeners. No, we can only not know about Christianity one time. <laughs> right. I mean... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I never thought about it in those terms, but yeah, right? right. Yeah, so I mean, we have to take this in as we go along. Mm-hmm. Now, part of, you know, I still learn a lot on, on accident on social media and things like that, but mm-hmm. I I don't research it. I don't, like, I mean, I, I by saying that, I sound, that sounds bad, but we research the, uh, the episodes that we do cover at the end of every week. You mm-hmm. know, we dig into them and find out more about them because we- You say we, we but it's you me. You do, yeah, right. No, I know. <laughs> I do social media. You do research. I know. Okay? I know. Come on, I know, yeah. I know. We, we got this. We got this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I I just want everybody to know that it is still a fresh thing for us that we are getting into every week. And it just it's not fresh this last book because it, was it a wasn't repeat. a fresh book. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was the book's fault, not ours. It's the book's fault. Yeah. yeah. I, bl- I blame the Bible. I do too. Yeah. Um, That actually gets into something else. 
where uh, the bullet that I wrote is, we are so dang smart now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we watch shows. We uh, we live in the world. And, and references get made. Yeah. We about the Bible. We didn't realize how many religious references are made. It, until we started reading the Bible and and understanding the references right. that they were making. Yeah, no, it's like opened up an entirely new world to us that we didn't even know existed, honestly. I think usually it just like kind of went over my head or in one ear out the other right. to where it never registered. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really, there's some really subtle jokes out there that are funny if you know what you know they're yeah. saying, you know, yeah. like, and... I, I would have never got those had I not been had we not been doing this podcast, the, you know. The Captain America. I understood that reference. <laughs> but also though, uh, what really impressed you was recently we were having a talk with your mom. Yes. And she was asking you us. She yeah. was asking us questions and we actually knew the answers and were able to tell a whole solid story. I actually felt bad. I felt like we were going on forever about the goddamn Bible. Well, I was putting her to sleep, so. <laughs> I literally. Hopefully we're not doing that to you guys. Literally, but, you know. her eyes were closing, but it was late at night. Yeah, That's yeah, why. Yeah. It, it was New Year's Eve. Right, it That's was. That's when that was. Yeah, we yeah. had a big-ass theological discussion on New Year's Eve. And it really surprised us. Like, we were talking about it later that night when we came home, how much we didn't know we knew. Yeah, no, we, I mean, we rattled off quite a bit and made some really good points, I thought. Yeah. And uh, I shocked myself as to how much I was able to put together in a relevant um, idea as to how I felt about what we have read so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I We haven't really tested that as a, uh, we haven't really tested that in the real world. I mean, know? I wouldn't want somebody who's antagonistic to start a conversation with me and be like, so you think you're smart? Tell me, blah, blah, blah. Like well, I deal with that all the time on Twitter. You know, that's why I don't get on Twitter. <laughs> but I'm not saying I could hold my own against somebody who is already knowing what they know and somebody who is, um, like I said, antagonistic or somebody who is fishing for a specific answer. Right. I couldn't hold my own. I was able to be confident with somebody I was comfortable enough to tell what I have learned so far yeah. and my interpretation of it. I will say this, regardless of what we have learned or haven't learned, it has solidified my position as an atheist. Oh, God, yes. That much I know to be true. Well, I've gone from an agnostic to a hard atheist. Yeah. And um, the Bible's to blame for that. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, God was... Uh, Invited to to make his presence known and show me some some I don't know magical whatever doohickey yeah and he he declined yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he neglected he de- to he appear. declined this interview yeah yeah so whatever right speaking of interviews oh yeah 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 man I'm I'm setting this up here I huh? know not you think down. we had this like planned out no I just we have, didn't though I have a list <laughs> of uh, bullet points and we're just going right down on yeah. So interviews. Interviews. Um, yeah, as far as those go, so it's something we've been discussing for a, a little while, kind of on and off on the porch and in the house and whatever. Um, but there's a lot of shit that we don't know about the Bible still. And, right. and we're still not going to know at the end of even the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think what I've been dabbling with is that I would like to interview some people that know more than we do and just kind of pick their brain about different subjects. 
Right. Now, I don't know that this is something that's going to happen anytime soon. Now, if we could pull somebody that's a big name just by off chance, probably we'd make the time to do it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that this is a now thing currently. But we do want to do interviews, I think, at some point down the road in as far as talking to people that are more knowledgeable or that have stories about the Bible or their 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 growth in religion or things like that. Um, just something that we are thinking about for maybe after the Bible because we have a lot of other things that we're going to be covering after the Bible as well. And so just to stick in that same camp of Bible, maybe we would start doing some interviews. You have been pulling me kicking and screaming because I was like, never, ever will I do interviews, ever. <laughs> because I don't know what to ask. I don't know what to say. I'm not a people person. So that's definitely... That's a me thing. That's a you thing that I will help. I'm interested in it. I want to talk to some people that know more than we do. You know, I think our I think our fans would be interested as well. I just don't know... You know, our format thus far has been no interviews. You know, we just are doing our thing in our right. our house here and and saying what the hell we say. So Say what we say. We say what we say. So I wrote down a question that you were not anticipating. So I apologize for putting you on the spot here. Not a problem. What mistakes have we made? Oh, fuck. All of them. <laughs> I mean, you, you name it. We have fucked up the sound we have um i've put the wrong episode up on our podcast oh my god you did and a yeah. couple times you spelled things wrong oh or yeah you had the wrong um see all the mistakes were yours you had <laughs> you had the wrong summary for one episode i've got some mistakes that are yours really yeah you get very oh, adamant i do about I do. things that you think are correct yeah it's often true. often it's true. and if i try to call you out on it you're like no and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> and but I always apologize when you prove me wrong, which you always yeah, do. Yeah. And I, I always It's like 100% back, of the time. Fuck off. <laughs> How dare. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, there was that. Um, what else have we done wrong? I, I mean, we still don't have great a, a great podcasting setup. Like we, we would like soundproof walls that we could put up and... You know, there's there's a lot like we don't have a podcasting studio. We're leaning in across a desk in one room facing a, you know, shitty ass computer that sometimes goes to the blue screen of death. So. <laughs> and, and before we hit record, we have to make sure that the cat is <laughs> taken care of because she has jumped on the table before. Yes. And that's so annoying. Right. Um. Also, if the kid is here, we have to say, kid, we're about to record. Yeah. Like there's just so much that. Yeah. There's a lot of moving parts here. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sometimes there's a really loud ass fucking car drive by our house, and oh we're like, God. "God, that happened a lot more when we were doing it with the phone because we would yeah. do that in a different portion of the house." But right, um, yeah. That so there, there's been a lot. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that have happened. The the sound one is the one that bothers me the most still because we had some really bad sound episodes uh, a while back. Yeah, when we got this new right right as we got this new microphone. So, so what is it like running a daily podcast? Ah, uh, um. It it's really fun. I I think I enjoy these conversations. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it can be really stressful, though. It can be. It's really hard when um, if you have worked all day and ended up working a double shift and then you yeah. come in late at night. And sometimes I've been doing my own thing and haven't <laughs> gotten got, anything ready, gotten the thing ready. If it's still haven't eaten dinner. Yeah. And so we're trying to cram everything in. 
knowing that you have to get up early the next morning. Yeah. No, it, it can be it, some nights it can be downright miserable. Mm -hmm. um, early on when we didn't have a lot of fans, mm -hmm. um, there are definitely times when we let it get to us. And yeah. we had some blase episodes early on. Yeah. Um, or there were a couple of times when we're, we did not hold ourselves accountable yeah. very early on. And we, we were just like, well, I guess we're not doing that tonight. Right, right. We just yeah. let it go because we didn't take it seriously as, no, this is our schedule. This is the thing that we're doing. Yeah, we that's something that we have changed. We take our schedule very much more seriously now than we mm -hmm. did early on. Um, but, yeah, we definitely, we get ourselves hyped up before every episode now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a certain back and forth that we are able to manage no matter if we've been in a fight that night or if we, <laughs> you say um, fight, it's well, yeah, a no, our heated fight, yeah, argument. Our fights aren't really fights, but no. yeah. Um, and, but it would, it would be funny to have somebody witness how we were right before the podcast. <laughs> oh, it's so and true. And then going, cause like <laughs> we like sit down, we take a breath and we're like, and go. And then I'm like, husband. <laughs> Even though like two seconds ago, I was like, I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> and like probably meant it. Right. But just yeah. for that split second. I think it's done wonders for us, actually, because um, I was like, we say, have to set, we have to end every night basically in a good mood talking about the pod or talking about the um, Bible. Right. You know, we're like, oh, look, God brought us together. <laughs> <laughs> we have a God centered Fuck. marriage. <laughs> But seriously, doing oh. this really has um, forced us to spend more time with each other, forced us to get past whatever things that we might be arguing about, yeah. forced us to, um, I wouldn't say this work one. Work together. A, yeah, work together. Yeah. And figure out each other's strengths and work to those. Yeah. And um, we, not... Part of the reason we did this in the first place is because we've always kind of bantered off each other really, really well. Our front, our front porch yeah, discussions. We used, yeah, we used to call them the front porch discussions. We're like, God, we should have fucking recorded that shit. We're awesome. Yeah, we. I mean, we maybe we just think too much for ourselves. I don't oh, know. definitely, <laughs> definitely. But, uh, but yeah, we've always kind of worked well with each other as far as conversations go, and that's kind of part of why we do this mm -hmm. because it, it just flows. We don't have to work real hard. At what we're doing here. No, honestly, Sometimes. we do worse with a script than we do oh just my winging God. it. Yeah, you don't want to hear us with a script. It's not good. It's so bad. Like our ads that we have to do, <laughs> we have to record them over and over because <laughs> they just sound so stilted. Oh, they're awful. I they're hate awful. I hate reading from a script. And yeah. you're worse than I am. I, and I'm you, bad. One might think I couldn't even read. <laughs> <laughs> can but it's rough <laughs> it's rough i can read just fine i just can't read out loud right. at all to save my life yeah so. it's it's not fun no it's not and yeah <laughs> do we have uh do we have anything else that we're going over today um yeah actually that what we just talked about gets oh. into this is so hard damn damn we done like just pulled this straight segue, through every single one. Yeah. Segway city over here. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we covered most of the this is so hard, though. Like, it's just, uh, it's in every, like, it's every night. We have to make sure we have to sit down and do this every night, you know? And it can be a little er, a little harrowing to know that you just worked a full day. You just got done doing this, that, and the other, this errand, doing that errand. And then, oh, and shit, I got to get up at six in the morning and it's 10 30 already and i got to do a podcast and edit it before i go to bed mm -hmm. i mean that's what our nights look like i yeah. 
you know, we sacrifice a little bit of our life just to do this podcast. So, but having said that, we've made the podcast. It is part of our life. So. Yeah, and we enjoy it more. Yeah. More, more importantly, I, I say sacrifice our life for it, but we enjoy this. Yeah. So I don't want to make it sound like you damn listeners, you're making us do this shit. No, what we no, have we sacrificed is TV time and chillaxing time. Sure, honestly. Sure. Yeah. No, it, it's been a really great experience. Um, our listeners have been a really great experience. Everything that we've done with regard to this has been just the most fantastic. See, I got it. Huh? Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic thing that has happened to us. Excellent. I mean, it's, it's just really been really great. Yep. Um, that being said, guys, this is mostly just a check in with you. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly and sincerely and, and just know every day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to us and responding to us and contributing and, Everything you guys do, you guys are just the absolute best. Your support was never expected and always appreciated. Some might even say you're amazing. <laughs> or <laughs> capable. Oh, and I, I'm going to go with very capable. Very capable. Oh, yeah, very capable. I'm led to understand that that is a compliment. Biblically. Yeah, you guys are a very capable audience. You are a very capable listener. <laughs> you, you right there. I'm talking to you. All right. I think we should wrap this up. This was our 500th episode, guys, or thereabouts. Or thereabouts. We're just going to call it 500th because it is the 500th. It's our 500th episode celebration, asshole. Thank you, guys, and have a great one. We'll see you guys tomorrow if you join us for the book club. Yep. Otherwise, um, we'll see you for the weekly replay or uh, the first chapter of Ezra on Monday. Monday. All right. See you guys then. Bye. Wife! Do you know what we're doing today? Well, it's Sunday. So it's time for Sacrilegious Book Club. Yeah, that's the one. So what are we covering today? Well, we are still in a treasury of Jewish folklore. And I forget what the subtitle is, but it's some (laughs) long thing. I'm sure you'll find it here in just a moment. Yeah, it's stories, traditions, legends, humor, wisdom, and folk songs of the Jewish people. Yeah. Edited by Nathan... As you bill. Yeah, that. Yeah. That's the one. Now you see why I couldn't remember it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, we are in a section called Riddle Solvers. Riddle Solvers, huh? Riddle Solvers. And so I do, have I get, some, do I get to solve some riddles today? I have some or do things. do they solve them for me? I have some things to say about it. Some things. I have some things to say about this In section. the next section or the which section right it, now? Yeah. Right now? Oh, in the next section the of next this section. podcast. In the next section. Okay, yeah. Not of the book. Got it. I will talk Sorry. about the section of the book that we're in. Got it. Now I understand. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into this shit. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Okay, so Riddle Solvers... Picks up on page 87. Okay. And there's an intro to this section, and I'm just going to read a couple sentences here. Got it. Yep. Complicated bits of argumentation, mathematical puzzles, conundrums, clever retorts, ingenious wordplay, all were pleasant diversions to drive away tedium, especially during the long winter evenings in the ghetto towns and villages. Or when you're reading the Bible. Yes, indeed. (laughs) 
hundreds of riddles and stratagems which taxed the ingenuity were thus cooked up in those idle hours by the plain folk and bequeathed from one generation to another like precious gifts. Yes. Okay. I mean, that really kind of sums up what this whole book has been about thus far, not just the riddles. They've all kind of been riddly. Bequeathing? Bequeathing. Is that what it's about? No. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. Okay. Don't know. So, okay. I said in the intro I just that like bequeathing. The word bequeathing yes, sounds, it it sounds fun. passing on to somebody. I know what it means. Okay. Well, it's just that... But just say bequeath a couple of times and tell me it doesn't sound like a fun word. Well, it sounds kind of like queef. Yeah. That's why you like that word because it sounds close to a funny I'm just word. Saying. Yeah. Yeah. Queef. Fun. Queef. Queef. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Okay. So, in the intro, I said I had some things to say about this section. All right. You say those things. Okay. Here's the things I'm going to say. Say them. I was expecting this section to be fun because... Riddles. It's riddles. And, and you know, things. Yeah. And thus and far... Thus far, all of the stories that we've read about wise men and, you yeah. know, like... Them sussing shit out. And sure. It's been, some of them have been better than others. Right. You know, some right. are funny. Some are like, eh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. And some have been stupid. Right. This was just more of the same. Okay. There weren't, this was no more riddly than any other section. Got it. And as Got a matter it. of fact, the stories weren't as good. So don't get your hopes up is what you're saying? Well, I'm just letting that's you a, that's know. A, this is a hell of a way to lead into our episode, you know. I'm just letting, well, okay, look. I'm here in the book club sharing my opinions about the pieces of this book. Right. And this is not my favorite section. I mean, at least people know we're honest. Yeah. Like, and we don't I, we don't wait. We don't make you wait for a shitty episode. We're just, like, upfront about it. We're like, yeah. this is going to suck, guys. Well, I mean, some of them are okay. <laughs> it's just that, okay, think of, remember when Solomon, the wise, wise, wise king, right? Yes. The wisest of the wise, right? Right, right. And one of the things was... Oh, no, these two women are fighting over a baby. Which one is the real mom? And so yeah. then he suggests that they tear the baby in half. And sure. the one who declines to do so is the real mom. Yay, the end. Right. right. There's a similar story in here. Okay. Only instead of um, a baby getting cut in half, it's um, uh, this guy is leaving his his estate to um, his children but then right before he dies he finds out that his wife had been cheating on him and of his many children only one one of the boys is his true well, son don't give it away no i'm telling you the story okay what no we, we gotta read the story still so no i'm not reading that story oh you didn't say that i'm not reading that story okay i'm telling you that this story why i'm not reading it is because we've already done a similar story got it okay so i'm just summarizing it okay Okay, so anyway, he finds out that only one of the kids that he thought were all his, only one is his. Got okay? it. All of the other ones are because she's a cheaty McCheater pants. Sure. Okay, so then in his will, he leaves all of his possessions to his only true son. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, his only, my only <clears throat> true son. Right. He doesn't know which one it is. Sure. So it's up to the kids to figure out, well, which one of us is the true son. Right. So... Um, the priest tells them, or the rabbi tells them, okay, well, all of you go clamor and make noise at uh, your father's grave, for mm -hmm. his ghost will surely rise and tell you which one it is. Okay. And all of them except one go, and the one who stays behind 
is obviously the real son because he's the only one who didn't want to disrespect his father's gravesite. So it's very similar to the, you know, tear the baby in half and whichever one decides not to do that. Got it. You know, doesn't follow the advice. Yeah. That's the real one. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Sure. Like, that's not a riddle. That's just more of the same stories like what we've been reading. Right. So, yeah, I'm not reading that story. Got it. Okay. Okay. But here's one that I'm like, okay. And it's called The Way to Serve. And all of these stories are just so similar. Got it. And this one comes from the Midrash. Okay. Okay. Okay, it's called The Way to Serve on page 91. A merchant from Jerusalem traveled on business to a distant city. While there, he fell sick and before long found himself at the point of death. Thereupon, he called the man in whose house he lodged and entrusted him with all his possessions, both merchandise and money. He then said to him, A young man will be coming soon to you from Jerusalem. You will know him by three clever things he will do. He is my son, and you must give him all my possessions. Okay. All this time, the dying man's son waited impatiently for the return of his father. Worried by his prolonged absence, he decided that his father must have met with a misfortune. He therefore journeyed to that distant city in search of him. He knew the name of the man in whose house his father lodged, and so as soon as he arrived, he went to look for him. Now the townsfolk had agreed amongst themselves that... Should a stranger arrive and ask for this man, no one should divulge where he lived. They did as they had agreed, and the poor orphan was very much puzzled. I don't know why they agreed to do that. They just randomly were like, we're not going to tell him. Right. He finally fell upon a stratagem. He called out to a woodcutter carrying a load of wood. I would like to buy your wood. And after they had agreed upon a price and he had paid for it, The orphan mentioned the name of the man for whom he was looking and asked the woodcutter to deliver it to him. The woodcutter walked ahead, carrying his load, and behind him followed the orphan. When they reached their destination, the woodcutter cried out within the gate, calling the man by his name. Come and get your wood! Wood? What wood? I never ordered any wood from you. Maybe you didn't, replied the woodcutter, but this young man here did. He paid for it and he asked me to deliver it to you. Hey. Surprised but grateful, the man said to the youth, Peace be to you, and he invited him into his house. Right. Who are you? asked the man. I am the son of the man who lodges in your house and who has failed to return home. The man entertained him graciously and in his honor ordered a feast prepared. When they sat down at the table, the servants placed before them five roasted pigeons. The host, wishing to show his guest honor, said to him, Be good enough to serve. But the young man declined the honor, saying, No, thank you. You are the host, and the honor belongs to you. However, when his host insisted, the young man agreed and began to serve. One pigeon he gave to his host and wife, another he gave to the man's two sons, and another to his two daughters. For himself, he kept two pigeons. Mm. For the evening meal, they had a stuffed chicken. Again, the host very politely asked his guest to serve. The young man agreed. He gave the head of the fowl to the host the gizzard heart and liver to the hostess, the legs to the sons, and the wings to the daughters. For himself, he kept the body. Mm. Okay. Out of patience with his guest's conduct, the host said to him, Is this the way you serve in Jerusalem? Did I not decline the honor when you tried to force it on me? Answered <laughs> the youth. Okay. However, I will explain to you what I did, and then you'll see that I acted correctly. Mm. At noon today, I had to serve the five roasted pigeons. I gave you and your wife one, and so together with the pigeon, 
you numbered three. Your two sons and a pigeon, and also your two daughters and their pigeon, each numbered three. And so to keep the number just and equal, I had to take the two remaining pigeons for myself. With regard to the chicken, he, he served so that each group was a group of three. Okay. Okay. And in his head, him, that made him have three or okay. have two pigeons. Um, that doesn't make any sense to me. No, no. But okay. that that's what these all are like that. Do you get it, though? Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Man, wife, and pigeon yeah. equals three. Son, think... son, and pigeon equals three. All right. Sure. Okay. I guess. With regard to the chicken, because you are the head of the household, I gave you the head. I gave the insides to your wife, because from within her come forth your children. Because your sons are the pillars of your household, I gave them the legs. As for your daughters, I gave them the wings, because in God's own time they will fly away from you with husbands. For myself I've kept the body, which, as you see, has the shape of a boat, for tomorrow I'm sailing home. Okay. The Lord be praised, exclaimed his host, overjoyed. You are truly the son of your father, for I know you by the three clever things you have done. The first with the wood, the second with the roasted pigeons, and the third with the hen. Then he returned the, to the young man his father's fortune. The end. Okay. Yeah, that's what, like, all of these stories are. And that was really dumb. It was dumb, and that was one of the better ones. Wow. Can you see why I'm like the fuck yeah okay here's another one on page 93 how to replace a treasury or i'm sorry how to replenish a treasury okay this is from the agata okay yeah the emperor antoninus once sent a message to rabbi yehuda hanasi with the following question the imperial treasury is rapidly being depleted can you advise me how to increase it rabbi yehuda did not answer Without a word, he led the messenger into his garden. Then he went quickly about his work. He dug up large tunips, tunips, turnips, <laughs> turnips, and in their place planted little turnips. He did the same thing with beets and with radishes. Seeing that Rabbi Yehuda was not inclined to answer him, the imperial message, messenger said to him, Give me a letter. You need none. The messenger then returned to Antoninus. Did Rabbi Yehuda give you a letter for me? No. Did he say anything to you? He grew his garden. Did he do anything? Yes. He led me into his garden, dug up large vegetables, and in their stead planted small ones. Now I understand what his advice is, exclaimed the emperor. Immediately he dismissed all his governors and tax collectors and replaced them with less industrious but more honest officials who before long replenished the imperial treasury mm. yeah that take out i got it okay. these are not these are not riddles these are just solomon's stupid stories sure like, yeah there's another one where a daughter um is trying to find out if this guy is smart or not so she gives him like some she gives the eggs to her father to pass on to the guy that's staying with them and she so the father eats some of the eggs and then gives the rest to the guy. Okay. okay. And then, so she asked the guy, um, how, something about like how many days till the end uh, left in the month or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he says only two days. And so she's like, oh, he gets it. He said the right answer. And the father's like, 
the fuck are you guys talking about? Right? And the daughter's like, how many eggs did you eat, father? He had eaten two out of the 30 eggs. And so that's why he said there's like... What does it have to do with anything? He, he understood that by asking about the um, the number of eggs. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. How many that's are left? really dumb. Yeah, it, that's all of these. Like, I marked a couple more, but I'm just, like, so irritated that I don't want to read them. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Okay. Let's just, like, let's let's call this one a, a, a loss. Yeah, I'm so and, disappointed, uh, and I just feel, I feel cheated and robbed because I was really looking forward to this. Maybe the next section will be better. It better be. Because that was trash. That was trash, right? I mean, yeah. okay, we've read some really good stories in this. Yeah. I've yeah. really enjoyed some of them. No, some of them have been good. These were all just more of the worst ones. Got it. Okay. I'm glad you're in agreement he threw, with he threw, me. I mean, you know, it's a good place to do it. You get you hooked in for a little bit and then mm-hmm. throw in some bad shit, you know? Like Hopefully these, that's not the remainder of the book. These but. wise men, they're just like, um, I coughed and I farted at the same time. Tell me what that means. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, It means oh, you, your, your flagellance is... But they, they you know, all whatever. have, like, this wise person who pulls something out of his ass and makes it be like, oh, the fart is like the yeah, mountain. You could take any action and attribute a wise thing to it. Right? It's a matter, but, like, a riddle or a whatever is something that you, that anybody could glean from the same information. Right. Exactly. And that's not, that's not how that worked there. Exactly. So that's, whatever. It is what it is. I mean, like, what's that one riddle about um, the shadow is, I don't know, tall at the beginning and then grows short or something? This has to do with, like, the length of the day and, right. and how old you are. You know, you start the day old and end up young or some shit like that. Sure. I forget. Yeah, I don't recall. Anyway, that is a riddle I can wrap my brain around because it makes sense. Right, right. There's another one, like... Um, you're walking along a, a fence and and there's some uh, posts missing. And what does that mean? And it's your teeth or something. Got it. Yeah. Like, I get these. Right. But this, these, I was like, no. Right. I'm not with you there. No, I agree. Okay. Well, I'm glad you agree with me. Yeah, I do. Okay. Let's just go ahead and um, call, call it done. done. Okay. Done. Because this was a... I'm so, kind of disappointed at I'm it. I'm irritated. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I hope you're angry. But like, like maybe, alongside. Maybe next me. week will be better. Yeah. Like we're gonna we're gonna hold out for better. Not next week, but two weeks from now. Yeah. But it's it's gonna be better. Yeah. It's gonna we're we're not gonna be disappointed twice in a row. No, because no. this book is, has had some good stuff in it. Yeah. All right. So we'll whatever. We'll see you guys later. Yeah. All right. Bye. bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. 
But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.